Albuquerque's macro aggression. Eddie Aragon, the rock of talk. Thursday afternoon, I'm Eddie Aragon, The Rock of Talk on AM1600, KIBABQ.FM, rockoftalk.com. Roku TV, Amazon Fire, and Apple TV, podcasting on Citrus, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Downloading our apps at rockoftalk.tv and rockoftalk.com. We got through the uh, toughness yesterday. They're, apparently, they're creating like this uh, bridge that's going over from Broadway directly into the airport, and they hit a power line and then it sent a spike through and we're just okay our backup uh was there just needed to be uh, restarted and we were all good by about uh 6 yesterday got a lot to get to here during thursday's big show right here in the kiva got d dowd Muska. he's hard at work on tomorrow's masterpiece <laughs> uh, i don't <laughs> that deadline is looming quicker and quicker by the minute but we'll we'll do what we can to go through those campaign finance records there are, there are a lot of them I don't oftentimes uh, do that, uh, task uh, D-Dowd Muska with stuff, but uh, I certainly have done it this case. And uh, really, it's just all about keeping, you know, Republicans honest. I think we've got a lot to get to this next year, and it wouldn't help if we all just sort of stuck together. Uh, Remember, I am the only mayoral candidate. I'm looking at, I'm trying to get to my, uh, I was the only mayoral candidate who did not have a, I didn't have a campaign manager. Didn't really have any sort of organization whatsoever other than all of our great volunteers, which is all the organization that you truly need, folks. And they made fun of me because I was the unvaxxed candidate. We're going to get to that in a sec. And then we just got to start talking about, you know, how that narrative needs to change for next year. I mean, if we're going to fight back, if we're going to be something next year, we've got to do a better job of doing what we say we're going to do. And if we're standing up against something, I mean, you, you, you've got to have integrity. I've got people. We're now calling me, and I'm not even joking, at 6 in the morning to tell me about how they're going to be fired. Oh. That's the first phone call I woke up to. And these are not like low-caliber people. These are people who have put their money where their mouth is, they're standing by their values, and they're willing to risk it all just so they won't have to put up with the tyranny that's happening here now in this country. I want to start here. Yes, we'll get to Kyle Rittenhouse uh, when eventually this whole thing sort of plays itself out. out. I'm as happy as you are that MSNBC has been banned from the courtroom. That's very exciting. Uh, We certainly have a a good judge up in Kenosha, Wisconsin, who's uh, trying to maintain order. There's already uh, quite the fracas outside of of the courtroom, uh, as it were. Oh, one other thing, the bottom of the second hour, 530, uh, two more homicides to report. That would be 115 in... No, 116 and 117. Yep. 116, Dowd's on top of the numbers because apparently it's hard for Murder Mike to stay on top of those with all the other stuff that he's got kind of... Uh, well, streaming. it doesn't help when the mainstream media report much lower numbers that we know are not accurate. Yeah, correct. Okay, so uh, very quick, let's start here because, you know, really what we're dealing with is the medical tyranny. And the complete... And remember, it's all about once you control the health care, you control everything else. And that's what they're doing. They're going to call this the pandemic of the unvaccinated. That's what they're setting you up right now for the narrative. Okay. So that's what they're going to say. They're going to say the people who are responsible, the people who are unvaccinated. So here we go. More fear porn. Got the news conference that they've set up at UNMH and Presbyterian. They see little relief from crisis standards of care so far. The whole thing, 
The whole GD thing has been a crisis because they have never removed the emergency initiation of the governor of the state of New Mexico, Michelle Lujan Grisham. So KRQB writes operating under crisis standards of care for the last week amid hundreds of COVID-19 hospitalizations, two of the state's largest Albuquerque-based hospital systems address the continued emergency status. Okay, so here we are. The governor comes out. She says it like, hey, Presbyterian, uh, Presbyterian uh, UNMH, you got to step up to the plate as well. And here's Jason Mitchell, the chief medical officer for Presbyterian, right on the policy line. With this crisis, standards of care, our focus was on level loading patients and transfers across hospital around the state. Now, when you're when you're listening to this, I want you to understand that this is all political at this point. Okay, most of the people. Okay, uh, that are now Im- impacted and affected, and they are vaccinated. A majority of the people are vaccinated multiple times, entire households, and they're all impacted by COVID. We tried to tell you about shedding. We tried to tell you about viral load, but apparently people don't want to listen. He says, unfortunately, we haven't seen much relief yet from this. The primary reason is because our COVID cases continue to climb. So they put that out there. And here we are. They start throwing out capacities, 120 percent. Uh, they're creating this crisis, and they're doing it on purpose. UNMH said Thursday it was at 140 percent capacity. That's what they wanted. This is exactly what they want you to understand. That this is the crisis, and you must pay attention to it, and you all must be vaccinated. Typically, that number is varied between 120 to 130. Now we're 120 to 150 for the progressive care. I mean, this whole thing just blown up. So I'm, you know, reading early in the morning, trying to pay attention to where we all started. Where did we start? We're going into lockdown here in the state of New Mexico. I'm not sure if they think the population is too stupid, or maybe the population is too stupid, or maybe we're just too misinformed at this point. But we're going to compare two countries. Because I think we have to go back to basics. This was about the very first thing we were talking about. Control the spread, flatten the curve, right? We weren't even talking about vaccinations. This all became about vaccinations. Once Donald Trump bought the whole story, hook, line, and sinker said, we got to go ahead and create this vaccination, even though no uh, vaccination has ever been created within three and a half years. So we're going to compare Scotland and Sweden. Okay. Now, if any of you are familiar with Dr. Joseph Mercola, who has been banned just about everywhere, and the, and the Internet is doing a tremendous job of, of making sure that this information is suppressed, it's, it, it's kind of embarrassing that there's this much good information and that nobody knows about it. Right? Why, why do I get this information? Why do you need to hear it? Well, because it's the truth. This was a docu, uh, documentary or what document? Yeah, documentary uh, that Can Films looked at the pandemic outcomes in Scotland, which began requiring vaccine passports on October 1st, 2021, with those of Sweden, which rejected forced lockdowns in favor of voluntary measures right from the very beginning. With half of the population of Sweden, Scotland scored higher excess death rates for 2020. Remember, that's what it's all about. It's about death rates. With much more restrictive pandemic responses, Sweden fared much better than Scotland on many pandemic outcome measures, 
including excess deaths, weight gain, alcohol-related deaths, inflation, and economic viability, right? Essential, non-essential, keeping the economy open. Sweden did not mandate face masks, just like Colorado is not doing. Jared Polis has the information. He's pushed that information out. He says, uh, we're not going to be like New Mexico. They're requiring all these face masks. This does not help. Sweden did not mandate face masks at any point during the pandemic. And in July 2021, also dropped their vague recommendation to wear one at all. However, Scotland implemented a vaccine passport requirement October 1st, 2021. Backlash from hospitality and other groups has ensued. Okay. So we're going to look at this from the standpoint of Scotland versus Sweden. Shutdown versus keeping wide open. They're roughly in the same area, roughly same levels of population. And we're just going to drill down on the comparative approach to this. Because we know that we're going into lockdown again. We do know that. Okay? If, if, if you aren't aware, we've been through this drill before. They're setting you up. Here comes Dr. Scrace. Out comes Michelle Lujan Grisham. Then the hospitals. Then here comes we're, we're going to start coming after the businesses. They're going to mandate the vaccinations in schools. You're not allowed to go. Like, we know that you're not going to be able to enter restaurants. We know that you're not going to be able to enter entertainment uh, venues. You're not going to be able to do anything unless you are showing your vaccination card. Remember, New Mexico is as stupid as it gets when it comes to adopting these silly statist measures. We will do everything possible to go along with whatever the WHO or, and to the extreme, by the way, and let's not forget Michelle Lujan Grisham's position as the Democratic Governor Association president. Population in Scotland, 5.5 million. Sweden, 10.2 million. Excess deaths in 2020. Lockdown in Scotland, 15%. Sweden, 7.5%. How many lockdowns did they have in Scotland? They had three. In Sweden, zero. Vaccine passports, yes, in Scotland. Vaccinations, completely voluntary in Sweden. School closure days. We just focus on that for a moment. Okay? 64 days in Scotland. Way more here in the United States and certainly way more than in New Mexico. 64. What do we didn't go back to school still, what, second week in February, if I'm not mistaken, of this year? Zero school closure days in Sweden. Weight gain due to boredom. 54% in Scotland. The lockdown staying in. I hear, I hear people are not having sex anymore because they've been locked down in their homes for so long. That was on Free Talk Live. Sorry, you guys had to hear that. Weight gain due to boredom in Sweden, 0%. Here's the big one. Rise in alcohol-related death. Mm -hmm. Six times greater in Scotland at 17% compared to Sweden's 3%. Inflation rate, right? Not as many goods being produced, so much money being injected in the economy, saying, hey, stay up, stay up. Scotland, 3.2%. Oh, that's unsustainable. Sweden at 1.5%. Here's another big one. Depression increase, 24% in Scotland, only 6% in Sweden. Economy shrinkage, 10% in Scotland, 2.8% in Sweden. And finally, debt increase. This is a big one. Nearly two times, 28% debt increase in Scotland, 13% in Sweden. On every measure, in every angle, these economies and any economy would have done better to stay open. And what we were very 
very much talking about at the very beginning of all of this was getting to a herd immunity. Okay. Now we just have herd mentality. Okay. I must get the shot. If I don't get the shot, I'm going to get penalized. If I don't get the shot, I'm going to go ahead and get, if I don't wear the mask, I'm not going to be allowed. If I'm not like everything is a signal saying, well, you better genuflect and do what we tell you. Otherwise you won't be able to get to what you need to get to. I told you this all ends when we all say no. You know this. The official narrative had led many people to believe that herd immunity is unattainable. That's what they started telling you. Won't it won't cut it. You need an injection. Can Film spoke with one Scottish woman who believed that just because it's what she had been told. That's it. Just the information. Herd immunity, which occurs when enough people acquire immunity to an infectious disease such that it can no longer spread in the community is calculated using a reproductive number. All the science is there. Dr. Robert Malone, the inventor of the mRNA and DNA vaccine core platform, described the notion that the only way to reach herd immunity against COVID-19 is through universal vaccination. Folks, that is a myth. He has never said such a thing. Herd immunity is most often reached through natural infection. Vaccines will not get us to herd immunity. That's according to Malone. Now, if Sweden, as a socialist country, has decided to go ahead and stay open, and decided not to do mandatory vaccinations and has a much lower death rate and overall healthier economy. I mean, isn't that really the difference? I said that at the very beginning of this entire pandemic, right? The very, very beginning, I said, here's a chance for New Mexico to make the leap, to do something different than the rest of the country is doing. One such state that's actually doing that is Florida. Florida has decided to become the exception rather than the norm. What we have done is we've taken Scotland's approach. Okay, and now we are going to start instituting the passports here. I'm not sure if you heard or not, but are any of you going to try and take the Disneyland vacation or get on Disney boats or Disney ships or Disney cruises? You must be vaccinated in order to play in the world of Disney. Scotland's vaccine passport took effect a little over a month and a half ago. The government allowed a 17-day grace period to allow venues to get their procedures up and running. All sorts of social unrest has ensued. Groups referring to the passports as discriminatory, shambolic, last-minute, knee-jerk decision-making. Uh, the measure has been enacted. Anyone age 18 years and over must show proof of COVID-19 injections in order to enter, get this, here it comes, New Mexico, nightclubs, adult entertainment, unseated indoor events with more than 500 people, unseated outdoor events with more than 4,000 people, and any event with more than 10,000 people in attendance, you must be vaccinated. We're creating a great tragedy here in this state. And we are going to take the Scotland model. And I want you to be aware, eyes wide open going in. Understand fully from start to finish that they know that this is not going to work. But they are going to find a class of people to blame. And it's going to be us, the un unvaccinated people, who are going to be blamed in all of this. I'm going to go ahead and play this for our Rock of Talk TV guys. This is the official film that I want you to all hear, and it is pretty audible. Scotland is imposing these vaccine passports. We'll look at the collateral damage of their COVID approach. This is New Mexico's approach while comparing it with Sweden's. The numbers speak for themselves, as we have already enumerated. Take a listen. A year after our trip to Sweden, Life felt like being trapped inside a badly written novel. 
full of red herrings, plot holes, repetitions, and stereotypes. Worst of all, we couldn't seem to escape without having to incur the extravagant cost of PCR tests or having to quarantine in expensive government-designated hermetically sealed hotels. Staycation was the way forward, if not the way out. So we headed for Scotland on a road trip. No matter how far we drove into the highlands, past fairy tale castles laden with far better plots, or rode into locks that threatened monsters, or hiked up mountains where highlanders once were freedom warriors, we couldn't seem to escape our saga. With half the population of Sweden, Scotland scored a higher excess death rate for 2020, having imposed all the draconian rules we'd had in England, and even more. Now, they were the first in the UK to introduce vaccine passports. What did the Scottish people think? I think, I think uh, in general, we've, uh, the Scottish government's cared more for the Scottish people and put them first. I think it was okay. I work in education, so it kind of went okay for us. And I think we had the government that certainly did a wee bit better than what the whole UK does. How do you think it was better here than in England? I think we were told the reality. I think we made our own decisions based on the information that we had. Whereas I think in the UK, I think that the government cares about themselves and their reputation. I mean, I think. England were just a lot quicker to try and like open the country, uh, like the things in the country back up, you know, like pubs and things. Um, I think the general attitude of a lot of people down south as well, uh, they were more kind of wanting to things to go back to normal, but I think that we have definitely responded to it a lot um, smarter than England has. Unbelievable. I think she's just been more mindful and not rushing back as quickly. Um, and also, in terms of, um, I think, face masks, she brought in covering first. And the important thing she did is probably the keeping everybody informed. Do you know anything about Sweden and how it was handled there? Uh, no. No. Nothing no. at all. <laughs> I don't actually, though. No. No. I'm not sure. Sorry, I can't answer that. I've heard small parts about Sweden, about them, as, what is it, basically ignoring it and just getting on with life and... Yeah, well, not so much as ignoring it, but they didn't do lockdown, they didn't wear masks, they didn't close schools. And, and they're they fine. Half, they had half the excess test. Well, to, uh, yeah, it's, it's hard, I mean, you're only, you can only base it on what you're hearing in papers as to what we have to do, we should do that, and we're not doing that, um, but, I mean, we don't know that, we're here. Sweden's there, we, we, we don't really, if we were there and we had that, to see that's working, is that what's actually happened? It's hard to believe what's going on, or who to believe now, that many theories going about and who, why this happened, why it's happening, you're hearing so many conspiracy theories about things now. And there we go. Conspiracy theories, one by one, they had made the headline news. Did 
digital IDs for the digital revolution. I don't know who to believe at all. What, what do you think if instead of following Boris, she had followed Anders Stegner? Oh, I would rather, yes, yes. See, to be honest, I, I would follow most people before I would follow Boris, to be honest. She waited for Boris Johnson to make a decision and copied it. For the sole reason that if it was a wrong decision, she could say, I told you so, that was a wrong decision. If things went south in England, she could say, well, I told you we had to wait. So that, that's my take on it. Right. Um, she didn't take any sort of leadership to say, right, this is what we are going to do. It was always, it was always on the battle for Westminster decided to do. Hmm, interesting. Do you know anything about what happened in Sweden? Do you know who Anders Tegnell is? They um, seem to be okay. Yeah. So what do you think if, if, if Nicola Sturgeon had followed Sweden instead of England. I don't know. I like the thought of what would maybe have happened, but we are where we are, I suppose. So, yeah, it's been fine. It is what it is. Can't really change anything. It's the government at the end of the day. No, well, I think it's been proven that herd immunity as a, an action on its own isn't going to cut it. Wow. Proven. Literally all the herd government immunity. propaganda. What about herd mentality? I mean... Everyone follow the official narrative no matter what. Stay locked down no matter what your health condition or age is. Behave as if you're contagious no matter whether you have symptoms or not. Get an experimental jab even if the risk-benefit ratio plays against you. Sir Christopher Cho. But it also, I think very worryingly, says that there are 1,632 reports of deaths having taken place shortly after vaccination. I think it's very important uh, that uh, we are able to put this issue uh, into context because there's a lot more damage being done to our citizens as a result of COVID-19 vaccinations than in any other vaccination program in history. Yes. If this one-size-fits-all approach was not the dawn of totalitarianism, then people were definitely being treated as cattle. No wonder Sturgeon had appointed a vet for her chief scientific advisor. We decided to contact Professor Julie Fitzpatrick to see if she'd answer our many questions, just like Techno had the previous summer. All right. Well, uh, you heard it right there. The, uh, they had the sheep. I don't know if you really caught that from our Rock of Talk TV watchers, but they literally had the sheep with the one dog sort of hurting it as the imagery of uh, really what's happening. And we are all a bunch of sheep. We literally just told you we're heading for another lockdown. They're going to blame the unvaccinated. And really, what are you going to do about it? Like I stated, I'm getting multiple phone calls a day what to do, what can we do, how can we push back. They are going to induce the state of New Mexico into a fear-lorn frenzy where you are not going to have control of anything. And just in case you thought this was all a bad dream, you've lived this dream before, and it's about to happen to you once again. They're putting you out. They're sharing the information. 
They're writing this right on the front page of all them. And you are only as smart as your news media, period. Okay. If you listen to Channel 4, you listen to Channel 7, you listen to Channel 13, you read the Albuquerque Journal, if you, you listen to other radio stations that have mandated vaccines like Cumulus does over there, you are going to follow that herd mentality. Okay. 23 new deaths, 1,790 additional COVID-19 cases. Where are they all going? What are they doing? How come everybody is suddenly increasing as we have more and more people getting the vaccination? How can this be happening? This is directly related. The shedding, the viral load, it's all there. They are literal. this is the pandemic of the vaccinated. If you are recently vaccinated, stay the F away from me. Do not talk to me. Do not look at me. Do not come around me. Stay away from my children, period. My biggest worry right now is they're going to start mandating these vaccinations for 5 to 11-year-olds during Christmas time. What do you think is going to happen during this downtime? I'll make the prediction right now. The kids will not be going back to school because there will be that many people infected, and they will blame the unvaccinated, and you're going to have people showing up at your door because they will knowingly know that you have not registered to get your vaccines, and they will blame you. And the legislature will then get together and they'll say, this is the penalty that you will suffer for not being vaccinated. That is coming. Wake up. How much worse are you going to allow this to get? They're literally telegraphing all their punches. And you're sitting there like, oh, well, uh, I don't know. Should I get back? Oh, my mom's vaccinated. Trying to do it for her health. My mom's been had COVID two, three times. Yeah, because she's been vaccinated and boosted to death. This is not happening everywhere else. You think the depression was bad over the last year? Wait until 21 and 22, the winter coming forth. It is coming. And there is nothing you're doing about it. Absolutely nothing. And your leadership is doing nothing about it. Everyone's saying, well, I got vaxxed, Joe. It's a good thing I got vaxxed. Really? How good of it? How good is it? Should we talk about that? Have you seen the number of people who are dropping dead from the vaccinations? That's not misinformation. That is reality. That is what is happening right now. 550-5500. That's 550-5500. Caller, you're in the Kiva. Go ahead. Hi, Eddie. Uh this is Alan. Hey, you know, this whole shot thing really is is a diversion in itself. What's really going on is that they're going to use this notification of vaccination ultimately to create an identification because those cards are going to get forged. And then in order to keep from forging cards, that's when the digital mark in your hand or in your forehead, all those things people mock. Okay, that's when it's going to happen. That's what I've got. I, uh, I, I, I probably would agree with that. We know they are lying. They know they are lying. They know that we know that they are lying. We know that they know that we know they are lying. And still they continue to lie. Ever heard of the gulags? Alexander Solzhenitsyn. Youngkin now will allow Virginia counties, cities, K-12 through public schools to mandate COVID-19 
19 vaccines. How's that for your big Virginia win? To mandate K through 12 public school mandate COVID-19 vaccines and masks. You think it's not going to spread in Virginia? Happy enough with that. Here, here's, here's your pound of flesh. Here's your election to the gubernatorial office. Thanks for not standing up for anything. Trust your gut. You know what's right. You know this feels wrong. You know it is wrong. You know other states aren't experiencing this. We're doing this to ourselves, and we're bragging about it, and she's lying to you. Polis is telling you right there. It's like, we ain't going to do what New Mexico's doing. I don't really care if I am a Democrat, and she is as well. We'll talk about uh, more about this right after the break uh, here in the Kiva. 550-5500, back and forth. Get the daily news dropped to your inbox every morning at 4 a.m. Sign up now at rockoftalk.chat. Get the conservative calendar, top 10 clips, and links of the day. Local U.S. and global news briefings, all at rockoftalk.chat. Music is the great communicator on makeusgodlyagain.com. Sometimes we just need a pick-me-up. Makeusgodlyagain.com. Ready for some adventure? Then explore our new array of Lear's superior camper shells and tonneau covers at Smith's Ultimate Linings. Fiberglass base rails, trimless edges, DuPont automotive finish. Enjoy safety and superior advantages Lear offers. We'll even take $100 off with a purchase of a shell and liner. Visit our website at smithsultimate.com or call us at 505-332-1403 to begin your journey today with Smith's Ultimate Linings. Hey, it's Eddie Aragon. The staff at ABQ Guns stand for your Second Amendment rights, but they believe other freedoms are under attack by the governor's orders. Small businesses are bearing the weight of those health orders, and ABQ Guns believes she owns our state's economic collapse. ABQ Guns urges you to shop local for firearms, ammo, and accessories. Stop by the shop in Riverside Plaza, on Coors, north of Montano, or visit shop.abqguns.com. ABQ Guns, defenders of your freedom. This is Eddie Aragon, The Rock of Talk. Glad to be here with you to help your business. And right now, businesses are in desperate need of cash flow. Many businesses aren't going to make it through this crisis without a solution. Michael Trujillo has that solution. Host of Your Money Matters, 1130 a.m. on Saturday. Michael, how can you help these businesses get cash flow today? Well, Eddie, all they have to do is pick up the phone, give us a call, and we can help them with that cash flow because we have many different federal programs that businesses can qualify for. But more importantly, we also also have over a hundred lenders on hand ready to go ahead and provide these loans to businesses so that they can continue when we are open again for business. Let's help your small business today, folks. If you own a car dealership, commercial real estate, you have a restaurant, how about a funeral home, software development firms, engineering firm, plumbing and heating, you name it, Michael can help you. 856-1171, or you can email him directly, michael at michaeltrujillo.com. That's michael at michaeltrujillo.com. Want the honesty, affordability, and reliability of a household plumber without the crack? Call Rogers Plumbing and Heating, family-owned and operated since 1973, for all your plumbing needs. Reaching Albuquerque, Baylor, Moriarty, Santa Fe, New Laguna, Pueblo, and anywhere in between. Rogers Plumbing and Heating is not only fast and reliable service, being family-owned and operated since 1973 means they always put their customers first and hold each of their employees to the highest moral, professional, and ethical standards. So when you need a fix without the crack, call Rogers Plumbing and Heating at 243-9703. 
Salon Deluxe and Tan Rio West have partnered together to offer hair, nail, and skin care with our signature Solatone, Lumi Facial, and Lumi Lift, and Brazilian Blowout. And this is Deb Slight from Tan Rio West Life. We specialize in permanent makeup, tattoo removal, Botox, Juvederm, spray tan, and eyelash extensions. You can reach us at 896-0586 at the salon or call Deb at Tan Rio, 994-2390. We're located at the Country Club Plaza in Rio Rancho, New Mexico. Hi, this is Mark Minicucci with the Minicucci Insurance Agency. We are privately held and locally owned. We market property and casualty insurance products and risk management services primarily to a variety of companies located within New Mexico and the surrounding states. We are able to meet the needs of a large international company as well as small local businesses. We focus on construction, onshore energy, defense contractors, health care, professional liability, and a variety of other industries. Call us today at 883-3683, 883 883- Three six eight three. All right, time to put things together. We're going to go and start with the weather. Mostly clear skies right now and 51 degrees all over town. I will also tell you that we've got uh, a couple of problems. One clearing on I-40. This is westbound at San Mateo. Thankfully, that is finally out of the lane, still on the right shoulder, and that's wrong to drive all the way back now from Eubank. So just to test the patience there up ahead, you'll be back on the brakes on I-40 westbound, driving into the sunset, basically from the big eye all the way to Coors Boulevard. Also working an accident, I-25 southbound right there at Comanche. They're trying to get that out of the middle two lanes. All right, we're at Amazing Grace Personal Care Services. Hi, Rudy. Uh, Amazing Grace offers care for seniors who may be able to live independently in their homes if they have just a little bit of personal assistance and help with light housekeeping and meal preparation. Then you got to get a hold of the people at Amazing Grace Personal Care Services. Just go to homecare.theplaceilike.com and you'll, and you'll catch them. All right, we're up to date. Let's dive back into the Rock of Talk. Thirty-nine here in the Kiva. Not to be alarmist or anything, but you are asleep. It's all a bad dream, and it's happening all again right to you. Here comes the lockdown. Uh, you uh, should be prepared. Nobody else will tell you this, by the way. Only we here in the Kiva have uh, done the good work and know exactly what's in front of us. Lots of texts coming in. Uh, Eddie, Freedom Rally uh, <clears throat> regarding the Bax UNM tomorrow, Friday, 11 a.m. meet at Yelk Park. Uh, over 1 p.m., freed up, stand up, bring sides if you can. Usually our extras get off your asses. There you go. So there it is, 11 a.m. tomorrow, UNM Freedom Rally. Yeah, it's really all you got, folks. Keep doing it. Uh, this is from Las Lunas Schools. Parents and guardians, after careful consideration with the health and safety of our students and staff at the forefront, all Las Lunas schools will be transitioning to voluntary remote learning platform on Monday and Tuesday prior to Thanksgiving. Uh, all Los Angeles school students will be attending their classes virtually. Lunches will be available for pickup on both days at the following locations. Los Angeles High School, Los Angeles Elementary, Valencia Middle School. Uh, students will return in person learning on Monday, November 29th. No, they will not. They will not why, return. Why would you believe that statement? I mean, it's Thank you like... for your understanding. Continue to support to keep our students and staff safe. If you have any questions, please contact your child's school. Okay. 15 years to slow the spread. <sighs> 
Eddie, you and Dowd will find this interesting. I would ignore the future projections, but the actual data to date is disturbing. UK is transparent with the data. The US is not. The uh, fully vaccinated developing COVID-19 vaccine-induced acquired immunodeficiency syndrome. That's from the uh, dailyexpose.uk. Uh, Eddie, they stopped updating deaths and hospitalizations. Uh, Yale Park, by the way. Yale Park is where that's going to be. 11 a.m. tomorrow. Yale Park, Freedom Rally. Yale Park, 11 a.m. They stopped updating deaths and hospitalizations based on back status since the end of August. By the way, uh, Michigan's number one for infections, Minnesota number two, New Mexico number three. History repeating itself. Trains to Z Corps camps, where are your patches? Wow. And by the way, Eddie, looks like our percentage of vaccinations are dropping. If you don't get your third shot, right. MLG says you are now considered right. unvaccinated. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, so how does that number come down, right? Who, is any, are anybody getting flu boosters? <laughs> Wait, did you get your flu booster shot? You're all in one. <laughs> and by the way, how many patients were admitted for COVID-19 versus other chronic illnesses? That's a pretty important ratio because that goes more individual health and fitness. May I say how the state responded with lockdowns the last year and a half? No money in herd immunity. Oh, Money making excellent point. Excellent. <clears throat> Eddie, uh, I'm going to ditch line west of Albuquerque Golf Course, northwest of Maintenance Shop on this concrete marker. There are four of them. So sad they are beautiful and discarded. So wasteful. Those markers could end up pieces to be a couple of cool concrete benches. Historic. Okay, I'm not sure what we're doing there. And then uh, Murder Mike checking in at uh, 5:30. Now, <clears throat> I think we all need to go to talk about what's happening with Fauci and Burks and the gain of function that is now trying to come out, okay? Fauci's going to be on the hook. There's almost no doubt about it now. You hear uh, Rand Paul, he's, he's amazing. <laughs> they've, got, they've got him. They've, they've, got, they've got Fauci on the ropes now. I mean, just think about what's happening. The, the economy, inflation, and just, oh, yeah, we're the ones that are inducing inflation. We, we didn't vote for all this printed money. Shinsaki's an idiot. New emails just came forward. And this is how long this was in the planning status. Three months after Donald Trump was elected and take, taken office. Okay. Back in 2016. Emails reveal the National Institute of Health colluded with EcoHealth to circumvent federal restrictions on gain of function research and avoid any oversight. The National Institute of Health, of which Fauci is the head allowed EcoHealth Alliance to craft oversight language governing its own gain-of-function experiments. Two NIH officials expressed concern that the experiment might fall under the designation of gain-of-function, which is banned under federal moratorium. They later accepted EcoHealth's illogical justification for why the research should not be restricted. Now the National Institute of Health is trying to evade responsibility by shifting blame for the unlawful research onto EcoHealth Alliance, saying they violated the grant rules. And according to EcoHealth President Peter Daszak, Parent virus for the proposed chimeric SARS-like virus, WIV-1, had, quote-unquote, never been demonstrated to infect humans. Yet three months earlier, his collaborator, Ralph Barrick, Ph.D., published papers showing WIV-1 did have the ability to infect humans and pose a threat to human population. So here it is, folks. The walls are closing in on Fauci. The emails are now revealing that gain-of-function research and the collusion between EcoHealth and NIH actually happened. This is all published by, we have to go across the pond because we can't publish 
Good honest journalism no. here. You got to go to the intercept. Considering federal grants are clear public interest, the NIH decisions to not make the correspondence public is suspicious in and of itself. And they are hiding something. As reported by the Intercept journalists, Sharon Lerner and Mari Havisdal, emails show NIH officials allowed EcoHealth Alliance to craft oversight language. Detailed notes show the communications obtained by the Intercept show the beginning in 2016. Staff had an unusual exchange with Peter Daszak. EcoHealth was entering a 30 of a five-year $3.1 million grant. The plans triggered concerns at NIH. The NIH staff appeared intent on enforcing the pa- on, fu- on the funding pause, but what happened next sets off alarm bells for biosafety advocates. Agency staff adopted language that EcoHealth Alliance crafted to govern its own work, and it inserted, inserted several instances into grant materials describing immediate actions the group would take if viruses they created proved to become more transmissible or disease-causing. Oh, what happened? It got out. They evaded all oversight. It was all illogical. All the risks were out there. They did it anyway. Peter Desick said, this is terrific. We're very happy to hear that our gain-of-function research funding pause has been lifted. Eureka, we have it. Gain-of-function email to NIH. NIH is... Anyone? Anyone? National Institutes of Health. And it is Anthony Fauci. Dr. Anthony Fauci. So the NIH accepted it. And it's complete and total failure. And where did this all happen? Yes, folks. Wuhan. That's right. CNN tried to go after the NIH director. They were trying to do some real journalism. Pamela Brown from CNN strapped to the hot seat in a recent interview, repeatedly grilling him about why the NIH funding was dangerous gain-of-function research. This all cited back from 2017. Josh Rogan from the liberal Washington Post picked up on Brown's dogged demands for Collins to come clean on the issue in the face of Collins' attempts to sidetrack her. Everyone should watch this interview without going NIH director Francis Collins to see how Collins uses misleading talking points to avoid any acknowledgement that NIH was caught completely unaware and it was doing risky back coronavirus research in the Wuhan. Collins uses every rhetoric trick to dissemble and distract during the actual interview. The only place you can find that interview now, like you can find most good stuff, is in Rumble. Let's go to it. I want to talk about what has been making some headlines in the last few days. And what appears to be a major shift, the NIH now admits to funding risky research and the Wuhan lab years ago through EcoHealth Alliance, but just found out about this in August of this year. Um, it's saying in a letter to Congress, it was done in a limited experiment and that the mice became sicker with one type of a bat coronavirus compared to another type. In May, this is what Dr. Anthony Fauci declared. The NIH has not ever and does not now fund gain of function research in the Wuhan Institute Do they find Dr. Barrick? Dr. Collins, how could he say... Is that lying under oath? I believe that's lying under oath. People have gone to jail for lying to Congress. I believe they have. Say that when you're just now finding out, finding out that U.S. tax dollars were being used to pay for this risky research in that Wuhan lab two years ago. If you didn't know about what was going on, what else do you not know about? So I'm glad you're asking, because this really needs to be clarified. 
part of the confusion here, Pam, is this term gain of function. In common scientific parlance, gain of function involves all kinds of experiments where you're trying to understand the function of a particular biological cell. For instance, cancer immunotherapy, where we're trying to give people with cancer a chance to fight off their cancer by I just want to be clear. Sorry, Dr. Collins, I do want to interrupt because I think I want to be clear. I'm not, I don't need to, to get into the nitty gritty about gain of function. This is to say, and I know it's manipulating a virus to make it more pathogenic, but this is to say that Grant money was given to EcoHealth Alliance that was then conducting research in the Wuhan lab, and EcoHealth Alliance violated the terms of its contract by not immediately notifying uh, the NIH of this risky research it was doing. You're just now finding out. So the question is, um, you know, how how can you know what this money is going toward? What kind of research this is going toward? in places like the Wuhan lab, if you're just now finding this out from EcoHealth Alliance, how the U.S. taxpayer dollars was being used. Well, EcoHealth did violate the terms of their grant award, but I want to make it really clear, Pam, that's why I started explaining what this term gain of function means. Yes, they did some things they should have told us about, but they did not do the kind of gain of function research that requires special high-level oversight. That's where the confusion arises. So it's all dependent upon, you know, how far you want to split these hairs, okay? We know that they supported it because Dr. Peter Desick said in an email to NIH, this is terrific. We're very happy to hear that our gain of function research funding pause has been lifted by you, the NIH. It didn't say to what level, what we're allowed to do. It just said gain of function. This is complete and total failure, and we're getting in at the origins of all places to where this all started by watching CNN, listening to CNN. The evidence of the regulatory failure by the NIH further strengthens the call for a permanent ban on gain-of-function research. As Bloom told The Intercept, we urgently need a broader discussion about whether it's a good idea to be making novel chimeras, coronaviruses, that are at this point universally acknowledged to pose a pandemic risk to humans. It appears we got off easy this time. SARS-CoV-2 has a very low mortality rate, despite spreading quite easily. The next Frankenstein pathogen to escape from the lab might not be as benign. Seeing how people in charge of making decisions about what research is to be allowed cannot be trusted with making sensible decisions, the public really needs to step up. A lot of representatives know we will not tolerate any federal funds being used for the research that has the potential to wipe us all out. There it is. The truth about COVID-19, you're hearing it. First segment, it's about lockdowns versus no lockdowns. Who did better? We now have proof. After 20 months, Sweden versus Scotland. 20 months in a week, here we are. And we understand that Sweden did it a hell of a lot better than Scotland did. When it comes to finding out what's ultimately responsible for the Wuhan virus or COVID-19 or the coronavirus or now the Delta, well, now we know. We know where this whole thing pretty much originated based upon their admission now, going back to 2016, that they approved the gain-of-function research, which essentially created the coronavirus. The man-made virus, folks. We know where it originated. We know where the first cases were. We know how, how close they are to the lab that was actually there. And we have nobody saying that they're going to be responsible for it. And now you're being forced to get a vaccine that can't be developed because we can't capture the entire 
disease. We have 30 to 40 parts, not 30,000 to 40,000 parts. This is truth. 550, 5,500. Yeah, Eddie, it's one thing to hear about a two-hour special on Glenn Beck about the origins of this and the goal, the race for the vaccine. It's another to hear it straight from the mouth at CNN. Glenn Beck <laughs> did a great job last night. You didn't happen to catch that. Eddie, the stats comparing Sweden and Scotland prove that lockdowns hurt people's morale, mental health, the economy, and businesses. Forced jabbing also impacts these areas as well, which gives argument to freedom of medical choice and freedom of choice in general. Earth to MLG, on another note, OSHA will not enforce Joey Baseman's tyrannical jab mandate. That is true. Can't be enforced. So for those of you who are looking for a way to fight back, find your constitutional lawyer. Freedom of religion, right? For those of you who are submitting your religious exemptions, you don't have freedom of religion right now. If your employer denies your exemption, and if there's a great write-up at the conservative New Mexican, they honored Nick Wilbers, uh, and you should definitely read that. They should be honoring yours. If not, they are. Where's the ACLU when we need them? These are your civil liberties, folks. The First Amendment, life, liberty, right? The pursuit of property in general. But how somewhere. about just looking at our freedom of speech, our religion, freedom of speech, right to assemble? We have all these. No, we don't. They're removing the First Amendment just by use of this, and you're allowing them to do it. Let's continue with Kevin. On another note, Ocean will not enforce Joey Baseman's tyrannical jive mandate through the court order from the Fifth Circuit Appellate Court. The other thing that you need to know about that appellate court is it's a very conservative right. court. It's down in Louisiana. And you, if you understand that, guess what? You're not going to have to get the forced jab. That's right. Just keep appealing. Also, fraud Fauci, among others, should absolutely be jailed for lying under oath to Congress about NIH funding of gain-of-function of gain of research. God bless you all in the Kiva. God bless you in the USA, Kevin. Fauci should be in prison for using U.S. tax dollars to knowingly fund the creation of the Wuhan virus and leading the pandemic that has caused more harm to the very people he should be protecting. Fauci and the fake news media should be held accountable for crimes against humanity, including murder but not limited to. The abuse of power ignited an unnecessary fear and division over a virus that most of us will survive. Fauci went against Virology 101 by immediately stopping herd immunity. He never discussed how one can naturally build a healthy immune system to fight the virus. Worst of all, helpful treatments were withheld that could have saved lives and minimized suffering. We're doing that right here, right? What do we say? What ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine can all be prescribed everywhere but New Mexico and Colorado. I think in Colorado, they're letting loose on that. The Department of Board of Health in Colorado, despite the fact of what we read last week, they weren't allowing that to be, be prescribed. I think they might be backpedaling on that. I mean, we had 21 deaths. It's like New Mexico wants you dead. No, give them a vent. Give them some of that uh, that other stuff, remdesivir. Put them on a vent and we'll just uh, bleed the oxygen out of them. Worst of all, helpful treatments that were held could have saved lives and suffering. Instead, the media carried the torch for the government's message rather than supply we the people with the truth. Sadly, helpful tactics were hidden, all in the name of driving mask and vaccine mandates, money. Mm -hmm. Ironically, now it appears that the vax are the ones who are shedding the virus and infecting others not the unvaxxed. And we're seeing exactly that. Nuremberg 2, hang them high. Eddie, I turned on your station now, and I heard was just a Clyde Lewis rant. I, am I ranting? I haven't been ranting. You were fear-mongering as much as all the other stations you were complaining about. How am I fear-mongering? I'm literally advising all of our listeners very differently than what the rest of them. They're all telling you, go get the vax. You need to get the vax. Do it now. This is nonsense. I am going to listen to music. I've had enough of this baloney. You don't want to hear the truth. 
That's really all that. That's all. I'm busy. Thank you. Hold on. We have two minutes until the top. You can hold on, please. Thank you. Mass vaccination during a pandemic, a historic blunder. This mm-hmm. is from Nobel laureate Luc Mononier. This is from MSN. Looks like our percentage is dropping. And by the way, how many patients were admitted for COVID-19 versus other chronic illnesses? There you go. Excellent question. Yeah, so we'll get to that uh, during hour number two and a lot more to get to right here in the Kiva on AM 1600 KIVA, FM, rockoftalk.com. Stay tuned for hour two next. journey starts, it will end at Ann Matthews Bridal, where you will get to say yes to the dress. The Ann Matthews selection from nine top designers, including the Disney collection to 18 different lines, brings the shopping experience of New York and Dallas right here to Albuquerque. Call 890-3736 for your own personal shopping experience. Ann Matthews Bridal, 890-3736. Located across the street from Coronado Center at 6121 Manal Boulevard. Hi, I'm Ben Lucero, president and owner of Indigo Mortgage and proud to be a locally owned and operated mortgage company right here in New Mexico. Being local carries many positives for consumers, such as being able to meet face-to-face, you will receive quick response times, and all loans are processed here locally. And you will always talk with the same people from application to funding. All of our employees live here, and all profits from loan origination stay right here in New Mexico. Indigo Mortgage believes in supporting our local economy. And if at all possible, we use local vendors for supplies and technical support. I personally hire and vet all loan officers, and I assure you that your loans will be dealt with both ethically and with knowledge. Indigo Mortgage can offer the best rates and terms available on the market, so contact us today on the net at indigomortgage.net or by calling 836-5700. That's 836-5700. Indigo Mortgage, because nobody cares more about your mortgage loan. NMLS, 188-348. This is The Rock of Talk on AM 1600 KIVA Albuquerque. The Congressional Budget Office predicts Democrats' social spending package will cost $1.7 trillion over a decade and add $367 billion to the deficit. House Republicans, including House Minority Whip Steve Scalise, say the bill must be rejected. Enough is enough. We need to stop this madness, this runaway spending here in Washington. We need to defeat this bill. The defense in the Ahmed Aubrey trial is resting their case. 
It caps a dramatic day when the man charged with pulling the trigger that killed Aubrey, Travis McMichael, has testified he shot in self-defense. McMichael, his father, Greg, their neighbor, Roddy Bryan, all have pleaded not guilty in the case. More news online at usaradio.com. This is USA Radio News. From city streets to back roads. From road warrior to carpooler. There are some things you can always count on. Like the reliability, durability, and power of Die Hard. America's most trusted auto battery. No matter where your journey takes you, count on Die Hard to get you started on the road ahead. Available at your local Advance Auto Parts and participating CarQuest stores. There's a lot of confusion about how to protect yourself from COVID, with guidelines and regulations changing by the week. One thing is certain, you need an accurate thermometer for your family to check for fever, the leading sign of flu and COVID. Only the Exergen Temporal Scanner Thermometer has been proven accurate in more than 100 clinical studies. Don't rely on non-contact thermometers. They have no scientific studies behind them and can miss the fever that might mean COVID. Learn more at exergen.com. Exergen is changing the way the world takes a cable news network is being banned from the Wisconsin courthouse where the Kyle Rittenhouse trial is being held. I have instructed that no one from MSNBC News will be permitted in this building for the duration of this trial. Judge Bruce Schroeder telling the defense and prosecution he's reviewing a police report that detailed someone allegedly affiliated with the network tailing a bus transporting the jurors. The man was stopped for running a red light and then allegedly told the cops the network producer ordered him to follow the bus. Many in the St. Louis area say they felt an earthquake that rumbled through southeastern Missouri last night. The U.S. Geological Survey says a 4.0 magnitude quake hit the area around 9 p.m. in Wayne County. That's in the area of the New Madrid Fault. Social media indicated people from Memphis to Springfield to St. Louis and Kansas City felt the quake. No damage or injuries were reported. USA Radio News. Hi, I'm Wayne Alaroots. If you like my radio show, you're going to love my podcast, War Raw. Each podcast, I present my top ten most outrageous, salacious, and controversial stories of the week. I break down the best of the best raw truth stories for conservatives, libertarians, patriots, taxpayers, Trumpers, and deplorables. Anyone who appreciates God, guns, gold, and tax cuts will stand up and cheer for War Raw. Check out this week's War Raw podcast right now. It's available to download at iTunes, Spotify, iHeart, or wherever you listen to podcasts. War Raw. War Raw. The Premier League is announcing a new U.S. TV rights deal with NBC Universal. The new, the new deal is worth over $2 billion and keeps NBC Sports as the Soccer League's official American broadcast partner until 2028. NBC has been presenting Premier League matches since 2013. A Gold Star mother is speaking out regarding the administration's withdrawal from Afghanistan. Gold Star mother Paula Kanas Self, mother of Ryan Kanas, killed in Afghanistan during the disastrous withdrawal in Kabul. Paula was a guest on Fox Nation Patriot Awards Wednesday evening and demands accountability from the Biden administration. The po politics that was part of this was not military strategy in Kabul. And so this is a valuable member of our society who not just gave it all, the 12 others that gave it all, all of our families. We are deeply hurt that our president 
and the administration has not come forth to say who is responsible for our children's deaths. From the West Coast USA Radio News Bureau, I'm Lance Pry. Week 11 of the NFL season kicks off Thursday night with the Atlanta Falcons hosting the New England Patriots. For USA Radio News, I'm Tim Berg. Albuquerque's macro aggression. Eddie Aragon, the rock of Rock of Talk on AM 1600 KIVA, BQ.FM, Rock of Talk.com, Roku TV, Amazon Fire, and Apple TV. You can watch us live. You can podcast us on delay. Stitcher, Spotify, and SoundCloud. And uh, get our apps, Rock of TV and Rock of Talk.com. And carry us in your handy, dandy little pockets wherever you might go. Hour two uh, here uh, for you with a man being stabbed at Dion's. It'll be one of two homicides that we get uh, to over the. Uh, over the next hour, that uh, Murder Mike is going to have all of the play-by-play of what happened over the last 24 hours. I'm going to please say BCSO deputy saw a man on the ground. Dion's Coors Central Wednesday. The deputy got closer. Deputy called Albuquerque police, and the officers came to the scene. Homicide call-out was initiated, and uh, the area around side around Dion's was closed. All authorities were on the scene. So uh, Albuquerque police reporting 100 homicides. They said now over the two homicide investigations launched overnight, they're at 102. We are at 117, but we'll get to that uh, just a little bit later. I want to stay right where where we are, which is the lockdowns. Days are getting shorter. This isn't fear-mongering, ladies and gentlemen. This is just setting you up so that you have the expectation so you can start to prepare for the imminent shutdown that is uh, coming, and the unvaxxed will all be blamed for it. Let's not uh, try to kid or fool ourselves. Uh, any longer. And here's what's happening. And remember, this is the same way that it happened last time. Uh, They always shut down the uh, Indian reservations, the Native Americans, and then you always get the periphery, the Lens School shut down, Los Lunas School shut down. You know, that's the way that it all happens. The Titans. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Right on Albuquerque. They're going to say, oh, we should all be fine. Look, you're getting a gross receipts tax cut. Well, here's the modified lockdown that's happening on the Sleda. So does this impact do we know at this point it must impact the uh, casino out there? Think, we know yeah. uh, Sandia didn't open up until July. Was Sandia ready to shut Probably, down? Yeah. Shut down again. Uh, so all the area uh, local casinos are they going to be shutting down with this? I imagine that they will. What's going to happen? They were out of work for what a year and a half, if I'm not mistaken. And you could not go back to work for Sandia or Sleta or any of these places unless you were vaxxed. That's correct. Sleta Pueblo Governor. Vernon Abeta said more than two dozen households, listen to this, located within tribal boundaries are under isolation or being monitored for close contact. How about 100% of those are likely been vaccinated? Don't we? What do we have on Native American on the reservations? What do we have that's happened? We know that's like practically 100% oh, vaxxed, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. So explain, riddle me that, Batman. Tell me exactly how you have nearly 100% vaxxed on the reservation and we're, we're trying to contain the outbreak. What outbreak? <laughs> I thought the boosters, I thought the vaccinations all helped, helped to limit the spread. Seems like the only people who aren't getting sick is the unvaxxed. You know what I read the other day or last night or maybe this morning? I don't even remember. I read. It said one unvaccinated man who was asymptomatic. They literally wrote this was responsible for more than 28 infections. Wow. You idiots. We better find that guy. Did you know, did you know 
A, you would have no idea if he was infected, and B, you can't infect others unless you are symptomatic. Do you guys remember this? Like, do we have to go back and relearn the entire catalog? Unless you're actually expressing some sort of COVID symptoms, whatever those might be, I'm not even sure. What? How long is the list? What is it? Is it a sore throat? Is it blurry eyes? Is it I can't hear? Is my taste? Like, I can't taste. Oh, my gosh, you have COVID. I can't taste that. Like, what, is everyone doing taste and smell tests when you're walking in? If you cannot taste these strawberries, you cannot walk in. You must have COVID. Governor Vernon announced that they're bringing back strict. Here it is. Michelle Lujan Grisham. <clears throat> uh, hi, uh, Pueblo Governor Vernon. Uh, just want to let you know, uh, Michelle Lujan Grisham would like for you to go ahead and, uh, you know, do a little test lockup over there. You guys still get your checks. I know that you're very dependent. Don't worry about Direct it. Direct deposit. You know, Christmas is going to be great and everything, but why don't we just go ahead and just put the signal out? Why don't we just lock down the Saleta Pueblo right now? Slay people are on your way. Do not stop by the casino for a drink because it's likely cl- I don't know. Is it, can someone tell me if a Saleta is open? Uh, none of our listeners are gamblers. Like Let me see if they updated their website or not. Let's see. Announced uh, they're bringing back strict COVID. They probably already responded. According to an executive order, there it is, the, the almighty executive order, all indoor and outdoor gatherings are now prohibited on the Isleta Reservation. The order says cases are linked to gatherings. Really? A curfew will be in place from 9 to 6. All local schools will be virtual. Oh, here we are, just like we already told you, until further notice. Access in and out of Isleta Pueblo will be restricted for non-tribal and non-enrolled members. Everyone over the age of two on the Pueblo is required to wear masks inside and outside. Two. The order goes on to state your cooperation and understanding will help us control the transmission of COVID-19 at this time. Please help us in protecting these most vulnerable and one another in our community. If not, you're selfish. I added the last part. (laughs) That's what we're headed for. All for a disease that has less danger to you if you're generally in good health than the flu, which happens every year. I'm driving by the casino right now, Eddie. It is bustling. There's no closure. Wide open. There it is. I thought it was a result of gathering. Keep the slots open, though. Jason Texan, mom and brother-in-law, full-blooded Navajo, both are fully vaccinated, and both just got COVID. Bingo. Wow. Oh, but Eddie's lying. It's just I know uh, that, Jason, by the way. Anic- anecdotal evidence uh, yeah, there. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Michael Yeadon said that asymptomatic spread is a fallacy. I specifically remember that from his videos and what you played on the air. Oh, what? Uh, um, discount Michael Yeadon. He's not a real uh, scientist. Remember it was uh, the summer of 2020 when the, I think it was the French doctor at the WHO event where she said asymptomatic people are not a danger and, and they took her to the woodshed. I don't think we've, she's down in a pit, pit somewhere. They haven't let her out. <laughs> Eddie, so nice to be back in Florida. No masks. Things are wide open. And the best of all, when shopping stores, put your purchases in bags. Dave. This is from brother-in-law in Florida right now. And I'm sure they're having a blast. Florida. Eddie, here are the COVID numbers for major New Mexico hospitals presented at work this week. Presbyterian equals all Albuquerque press numbers. I'll check against the officials reported in the numbers. Here's the official numbers. UNMH, 76 positive cases. San Juan Regional Medical Center, Center, 92. Uh, LMC, that's Loveless Medical Center, 53. MMC, what is that? Must be a memorial of something. I don't know. Mm. Press, 130. Eastern New Mexico, um, 31. Gas stations also wide open on this letter. St. Vincent only has 11. MV, that middle MVRMC. Uh, Memorial Medical in, in Las Cruces was MMC. MMC. Oh, okay. 
oh, what's going on down there? How come there's no COVID cases? In the fastest growing city in the entire state, what's going on? What are they doing right? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Nothing you can do will stop the COVID. Stop it. Whatever it is, just get it and you'll be fine. Try to turn back the tide. My friend's neighbors, three of them are all fully vaccinated, reinfected with the coronavirus. Anecdotes. <laughs> we don't know what we're talking about. There we go. See, lots of not so subtle pressure, Eddie, to get the booster at UNMH. We're waiting for the we aren't giving you a choice mandate at UNMH. What I'd like to know is how many of the reported positives are actually presumed positive. I bet you presumed as I now how would we Yes, they they leap. If you don't if you don't want to be tested, they make that leap. Oh, so I'm am I'm COVID in I'm COVID positive, right? If I don't want to be tested, if I haven't been tested uh since I had to do the debates for uh, the virtual debates. Mm-hmm. I, uh, in order for, for KOAT, because you know, I had to, even though it was a virtual debate, I still had to get tested. I'm not kidding. <laughs> this is real. You can't, you just... <clears throat> can't make it up. No, Eddie, those tested as positive for those tested as positive for COVID on a sled. I would like to know where and when for the proof of data and what variant. My elderly parents are full of sled and they are fine. That's uh, from Bob in Los Lunas. Chris checks in. French virologist and Nobel Prize winner Luc Mononnier called mass vaccination against the coronavirus during the pandemic unthinkable and a historical blunder that is creating the variants and leading to deaths from the disease. <laughs> uh, Eddie, where's your mask on your uh, rockoftalk.tv? You mean like Michelle Lujan Grisham? <laughs> <laughs> she did that. Fauci needs to be in prison and get the, uh, I don't know if I can say that, but uh, something in the showers. The truth sets people free, but the darkness cannot understand it. Pay no attention to that negative man, Eddie. Um, oh, that's from Michael. So there you go. All right. So <clears throat> we told you how this is setting up. They are just turning the noose. Right? You don't turn the noose, but they're tightening the noose, right, on all of us. And they're letting you know they're pro- you're getting programmed. You're being okay. You're all going to about it. Okay? You're all going to share information. Uh, gas prices. Never been higher, as far as I can tell. They've been higher, what, maybe back in 2008 for maybe all of a week. But I think you're paying like an average of 340 at the pump. It's absolutely insane. They're going to either keep you, they like the high gas prices because it's going to keep you from traveling place to place. They actually see it. I've literally heard them say they see it as a COVID reducer. That's right. That's right. You'll drive less. Higher gas prices right. mean we are going to limit your ability yep. to travel. You know, I, I can't make this up. It's like a new form of traffic calming that the that the smart growth people like. You know, they want to rec- they want to squeeze those roads, eliminate lanes, and they call it traffic calming. Make makes things go slower. Open it up for pedestrians and bicyclists. You know? Like a like a like a slight uh, tightening, uh, if you will, constrictor. So there we are. So that's kind of where we're at, folks. Uh, Three thirty-five average price in New Mexico now, not just a six cents below the national average, and we are sitting atop an ocean of oil. Mm, there we are. There we are. And uh, meanwhile. The, the criminals are still out. Homeless are still everywhere, congregating absolutely everywhere. Don't don't, don't keep them from congregating, right? It's getting colder. We got to stay stay warm. We just had our first freeze. Uh, Thirty two cents less a gallon in Texas and thirty six cents less a gallon in Oklahoma. Mm, what, those those far off states, you know, oh, up in New England, about, or in the Pacific Northwest. North, how about North Dakota? Oh, uh, North Dakota is also below us by about fifteen cents. Wow, there it is. So remember, they they get, they're going a little woke up in North, in North Dakota right now. 
I don't know what else we could do, folks. We could furnish you with as much information uh, as possible, but um, that's about it. Well, I'm glad, Eddie, that you mentioned the Francis. You brought out that Francis Collins video for a couple of reasons. One, I can't believe anyone at CNN did their job. I'm I'm just blown away uh, with this Pamela Brown person who said, uh, you know, taxpayers should know about this. Absolutely, just shocking. Her last line is, "This is U.S. taxpayer dollars going to risky research, and I believe every American deserves to know about this." Is this a CNN employee? <laughs> it's, it's very hard for me to believe that. But Francis Collins, people don't know about this guy, okay? Somehow he's escaped all this. Fauci does not head the NIH, the National Institutes of Health. Fauci runs a sub-agency of it, the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases. The, guys who, the guy who runs NIH itself is Francis Collins. Rand Paul dinged him the other day, actually probably a couple of months ago, Rand Paul was going after him on masking children, uh, masking children in general and masking kids at schools. And Rand Paul said something like, you know, oh, the, the, the risk is, is you know, really low, negligible. And Francis Collins, a big wig in public health, said, yes, Senator, but it's not zero. That's right, Dr. Collins. It's not zero. And when mommy takes the kids to school in the morning, the risk of them uh, dying is, uh, you know, of not dying is not zero either because risk is all over the place and kids drown in the bathtub and kids are killed by their parents and kids get cancer. And so this man, uh, one of the senior public health officials, was sort of turning up his nose and lecturing a U.S. senator on, but the risk isn't zero, Senator. That, that, that's right. That, that, that we can never reduce all risks to zero. And you're in a powerful position. I'm surprised Rand just didn't get up and throttle him right there. And the numbers have held up since Rand was making that argument. Um, we, we know that this is not a risk to, to children uh, at all. And um, according to Dr. Collins, we have to reduce that risk to absolute zero, or I guess we can't leave our homes anymore. Well, that's the way they see it at the Isleta Reservation, yeah. right? I mean, yeah. Yeah. Or Isleta Pueblo. I don't know if the distinction Reservation uh, Pueblo. Uh, yeah, he is associated with the NIH. But he's a chief medical advisor to the president. Yes. Uh, Fauci, so, yes. So uh, did he give up his position in the NIH? No, no. Uh, Fauci has never headed the NIH. He's headed the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases, which is a subcomponent of the NIH. Okay. Um, and for some reason, hey, I don't know if you saw Tucker last night. I, I have a way of obtaining the Tucker video, even though mm. I cut the cord. He interviewed Scott Atlas, which is the smart, capable physician that Trump brought in. Uh, to, to advise him kind of too late in the process. His interview, just a couple minutes they showed, he was talking about Fauci and Burks, and he was dinging the hell out of these people. And he was saying that they wouldn't even qualify from the kind of perspectives they were offering and the lack of data they had. Uh, he said that they wouldn't even qualify as sort of mid-level professors in the medical schools he's, he's taught at and been associated with. And they were making public health policy uh, and continue to make it in, in Washington. Uh, if you can get it online, folks, so Dr. Scott Atlas with Tucker, it was a dynamite uh, expose interview last night. Scary stuff. And really confirming everything that we've thought for the last year and a half about these people. They are out to <clears> lunch. <throat> and they're just unimpressive human beings who don't know what they're talking about. And it's easy to just say, oh, you know, the people in power, the populists kind of, oh, they don't know what they're talking about. But here's Dr. Scott Atlas, a fellow physician. I think he said he was associated with Harvard University of Chicago, you know, top medical institutions. And he said uh, Fauci and Burks were incredibly unimpressive and uh, did not grasp the situation at all. And uh, again, that's not a surprise to those yeah. of us who've been paying attention. It says Fauci <laughs> joined uh, NIH, but yeah, you're right. National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases back in 68, but that's a subset of the NIH. Uh, he's been offered the directorship, uh, by the way, of the NIH several times, oh, dear uh, Lord. Uh, but he has uh, declined it. 
each time that he has been offered. Uh, as far as him being a visiting professor at many medical centers and has received numerous honorary doctorates from universities uh, in the U.S. Uh, and abroad. So uh, they talk about his medical achievements here and what he's been doing. Um, but what we've seen is a, an important failure. This will be his legacy 81 years in. 81st year it's, it's you know it's counterintuitive because because the science community in this country is so respected because the medical community is so respected people just don't want to believe that these people don't know what the hell they're talking about and um i think a guy like fauci probably does know the the microbiology of allergies and infectious diseases but he doesn't know public policy and so he's recommended all these things that either were ineffective or you know they've, they've actually caused more pain than than the alleged benefit they've had and um it's, it must be at, each, be at their level to be respected and worshipped, to have Matthew McConaughey want to have you on his podcast. It must be intoxicating and ego-boosting, and humility, if you ever had it, just goes out the door, and they don't question the bad decisions they've made. They, they, they don't have, they're not held accountable for anything they do. You've got to do it, Mr. and Mrs. America. You know, you've got to do it every day, every day. Fight every day in every way you can. we got a, a check on weather and traffic. Rudy Grande, I totally forgot about him. All right, let's put things together, starting with the weather. We're getting below four, I'm, I'm sorry, below 50 degrees already. 49 degrees across town as the sun sets, and look at that. The drive is still very hard, I-40 westbound. Basically, between the Big Eye and Coors Boulevard, it's going to be a pretty solid stream of cars, though you're starting to get some better speeds the closer you get to Rio Grande Boulevard. Cleared the accident, I-25 southbound at Comanche, thankfully, but unfortunately, that drive is still just tough stuff all the way back to Paseo del Norte, Paseo del Norte westbound. You're seeing a string of uh, red taillights pretty much from 2nd Street all the way over to Coors. Hey, listen, this afternoon we are at Amazing Grace Personal Care Services. Hi, Rudy. My name is Pam, and I'm the office manager here. I want to let everybody know that we are always looking for good caregivers. So what I need is somebody who's willing to work part-time, has a compassionate heart, and wants to help people in the community be able to stay at home and not have to be uh, put into a nursing home. So if you know anyone like that or if you're that person, come on down, fill out an application, and we'll talk. All right, and you can find out how to get here. You can find out their number by going to homecare.theplaceilike.com. All right, with that, we're up to date now. We dive back into the rock of talk. All right, good job, Rudy. I, I so apologize for that. I can not believe I forgot Rudy for that long. A few other texts. Uh, this one from Jack, gun show guy. Just came back from Tulsa Gun Show. Seven acres of gun show tables. Nobody was required to cover. I would say maybe 10% covers. Tens of thousands of people at the show, Eddie. Mostly illegals uh, were covered. Oklahoma is wide open, and so is Texas. No face coverings. I mean, what are we doing to ourselves here? Uh, Eddie, the problem for the reservations is that they represent the government's wet dream. What, they, what more could the government want? They are an isolated, inbred pocket. Wow. And uh, that kills natural immunity. And they refuse to break out of fear, but the government will cut the benefits. And the only narrative they are allowed, propaganda. Like NPR is the narrative. 100% vax and still sick. What does it take to wake up? Well, Chuck, that was almost all good. <laughs> We we don't like to talk about how much uh, people you know do this or that or anything else, but uh, I guess there did we get the answer to what's the difference difference between pueblos and uh, uh, reservations? Mm. I think uh, I don't know if there's any legal distinction. It's just terminology. Well, someone someone sent it in. Let me see. Reservation and pueblos are the same thing. It's just a naming convention. There are some other names for them in California, Nevada. 
Most reservations are historically the same lands that those natives lived on when they were discovered by people of European descent. The current boundaries of Pueblos in New Mexico were set before they became U.S. territory, but there are some disputes. Juan de Bo Canyon in the northeast is claimed by the Sandia Pueblo all the way to the crest. So there it is. They're the, basically Pueblo reservation. They're essentially the same thing. So nobody can necessarily get aff- affected or impacted uh, by your uh, missing out on that. Back after a quick break, 524, we'll check in with Murder Mike. Two new homicides uh, to report, 116 and 117 overnight. As you look for the best ways to provide and protect for your family, the structure of your loans is critical. Your mortgage payment and its terms could be behind the curve. Let's ensure that when you're buying or refinancing your home, you have the best total cost. Call me at 505-710-2499 and MLS number 330093. Hi, I'm Walt Arnold with Sperry Van Ness Commercial Real Estate. Are you currently leasing but have always wanted to own a building? Looking to take advantage of all-time historically low interest rates? Call my direct line now at 256-1255 or visit waltarnold.com. Are you in set it and forget it mode with your investments? How's that working for you? Let's have a look. I'm Tom Crow of Crow Financial Advisors, and I'll give you a few ideas. Visit crowaboutmoney.com or call me at 243-2281. It's not what you make, it's what you keep. What's your plan for the financial future you want? Call Tom Crow at Crow Financial Advisors to change your approach to money. Dial 243-2281 or visit crowaboutmoney.com. Do you believe the U.S. can run trillion-dollar deficits forever without consequence? Do you believe our politicians have any incentive to rein in spending? Do you believe the stock and bond markets are on solid ground? If you don't, and if you believe something's wrong, but you also believe there will be an opportunity as things change, then call Greg Zanetti at Zanetti Financial. He's been helping people with their investments since 1986. He sees the investment world through a clear lens. He gets it. No annuities, no insurance, no investor profiles. The goal is to make you money. Call Greg today, 250-3754, or visit him at ZanettiFinancial.com. Alarms are ignored, kill switches are easily detected and reconnected, RFIDs are hacked using a basic code grabber, and GPS tracking systems, well, they're good at locating your vehicle after it's been taken. Give us a call, 505-550-4994. The market is flooded with health supplements that claim benefits in memory, but virtually none offer credible evidence with their products working until now. Memory Revitalizer 800-606-0192. This potent natural formula was invented by a neuroscientist and physician. Memory Revitalizer slows aging. 
improves memory, increases energy, gives robust stamina. It has been used in an Alzheimer's clinic for 18 years. It is safe. It does not interact with other prescription drugs. Two large blinded studies confirm the benefits in memory capacity. Customers say it's wonderful. It works. It's essential. Buy it from Best Buy Pharmacy, Manal Pharmacy, and other independent pharmacies. Or purchase it from Moses Country Store and other independent health stores. Or go to MemoryRevitalizer.com. MemoryRevitalizer.com or 800-606-0192. MemoryRevitalizer.com or 800-606-0192. Hi, this is Mark Minicucci with the Minicucci Insurance Agency. We are privately held and locally owned. We market property and casualty insurance products and risk management services primarily to a variety of companies located within New Mexico and the surrounding states. We are able to meet the needs of a large international company as well as small local businesses. We employ the best and brightest agents to ensure that our customers are well taken care of. Call us today at 883-3683. 883-3683. In our increasingly busy world, it is always nice to take a little time to sit down and relax. At Monty's Cigar Shop, we offer everything to help you do just that. There's nothing better than spending time smoking a great premium cigar with family and friends. Monty specializes in artisanal, hand-rolled cigars that make up just 2% of the worldwide cigar market. With over 2,000 different kinds of the absolute best cigars for you to choose from, you are guaranteed to find the perfect fit. Whether you've been smoking cigars for years or you're just starting now, we'll find the right cigar for you. Stop by and see us at 3636 San Mateo in Albuquerque or give us a call at 505-881-7999. That's 505-881-7999. This is Jeffrey Candelaria from Straight Talk with Jeffrey Candelaria. If you're tired of those old Wall Street cliches, give Pavlos Panagopoulos and his team a call at 505-828-4068 or his website, myfinancialsense.com. Securities and investment advisory services are offered through Satera Advisor Networks, and Satera Advisor Networks is a member of the Securities Investors Protection Corporation. Call 505-828-4068. All right, let's put things together, starting with the weather, which is already cooling off at 49 degrees across town. As far as on the freeways, we have another accident. This is tough on I-40. This one, though, eastbound, heading towards the mountains right there before San Mateo. They're trying to get it over to the right shoulder while it tries our patience, though, all the way back to the big eye. Westbound trip still pretty solid, pretty much from that accident on the eastbound side. If you're westbound on I-40, all the way across through the big eye and on over to Coors Boulevard. Paseo del Norte is starting to lighten up ever so slightly if you're making your way westbound. Yep, you're still going to see brake lights, but just now, now just between 2nd and Coors Boulevard. All right, we are at Amazing Grace Personal Care Services. What do we have going on, Dean? Yeah, we're over here basically helping out all our fellow community type people. If you have a parent or somebody with dementia or some type of Alzheimer's type piece that actually is going in place, need assistance, we're there. We actually do what we call respite care, actually giving family members breaks. So give us a call and we'll tell you more about the program. All right. Uh, this is Amazing Grace Personal Care Services in Rio Rancho, and you can get a hold of them by going to homecare.theplaceilike.com. All right. We're up to date. Let's dive back into the Rock of Talk. Crashing into my little world, painful to me, it's right through me, don't you understand, oh my little girl, forever wanted, forever needed. 
mode there. Check in with uh, Werner Mike and uh, see where we're at right now here at uh, 532 here in the Kiva checking in on the last 24 hours of crime and stats. Werner Mike, how are you? I am doing very well, Eddie, and it was a busy night last night, so I'm going to jump right in there because it was a first, it was a busy night for first responders and APD tactical units. Uh, sometime after 4 p.m. yesterday, APD SWAT team responded to a barricaded felon in an apartment complex in the 2800 block of Mountain Northwest. That's at Mountain and Lulac. Officers were attempting to take a felon into custody on outstanding warrants when the suspect refused to come out of his apartment, barricading himself inside. After holding officers at bay for more than five hours, the suspect was taken into custody by SWAT officers and residents were allowed to return to their apartments. That's right, you said it. Two more homicides happened last night as well, Eddie. Uh, the first was reported shortly after 10 p.m. PCSO observed what they thought was a down-and-out male between the Dion's and Freddy's, and that's at course Central. Upon taking a closer look, officers quickly determined the victim was suffering from multiple stab wounds and was clearly deceased. APD violent crimes was called in and is handling the investigation. The second was reported shortly after 6 a.m. this morning at an apartment complex in the 500 block of a Tramway Northeast. An unidentified female was found in her vehicle, suffering from a gunshot wound to the head, obviously deceased. There are no suspects in either of the two homicides, and the investigations are ongoing. This makes murders number 116 and 117, respectively. So I got that one right this time. Additionally, there was an attempted carjacking. carjacking at a Circle K in the southeast Albuquerque area of town, uh, that was close to midnight, as well as an armed robbery at gunpoint at a Taco Bell in the 1400 block of Coors Northwest. The offender is described as a white female, 25 to 28 years of age, last seen in a white SUV with no direction of travel given. And at 3 a.m. this morning, there was a drive-by shooting into a residence in the South Valley area of command. There were no injuries reported at this event. And another pedestrian fatality occurred last night shortly after 6 o'clock at Pennsylvania Central. Uh, there was no, no description other than the person was wearing dark clothing. It happened so much along there. I can't believe it. And they just keep doing it. So, But we're going to move right to the numbers from last night. There were a total of five assaults reported, three aggravated, two simple, four domestic violence calls, two side calls, and one stolen car reported. There was also seven shots fired calls for disturbances, two drug overdoses, non-life-threatening, a DWI involving a semi, two residential burglaries, and one commercial burglary. So, and I think it was last night, but tomorrow night is the full moon, so it's we'll call it Full Moon Friday. <laughs> How about that? Yeah, it'll uh, it'll be busy. So uh, back to the. Uh murder. Uh, how do we not know it's a, a suicide versus a murder? She was found dead in her car by herself. Uh, this is uh, be near the Papa John's uh, Pizza on Tramway and then Cantado, Sushi, Juan, Asian Grill, uh, the State Farm Insurance agent. How do we know that that's for sure a murder? Um, 
that is just the, the information I got because of the, the way it was configured. She was in her car with a gunshot wound, and I guess because of the placement of where the, the shooting occurred, probably in the back of the head. So, um, and APD is ruling that as a homicide as well. So that would be uh, number 116 and 117. And of course, the stabbing, of course, uh, which occurred earlier uh, on the opposite end of town. So um, that's uh, based on the, the information I got directly from the scanner. So I'm just curious. I, I mean, at this point, yeah. are, are any of these being solved? I mean, we're not getting any updates as to, you know, suspects. We're not getting any, any information. I, I, I know that you know, the public would like to know at this point, you know, and, and, and another comment I'll make after this, but you know, are we getting any solutions to any of these murders? That is, uh, that remains to be seen. Um, I think we are, but I think that the, uh, well, how do you know that? Are we getting updates? Cause we're seeing nothing that's coming through the news We're we're getting no murder solved or, or any, you know, updates on that. We're just getting right. the murders themselves. Well, unfortunately, I'm I'm pretty much uh, reliant upon the the PIO at the, at that point. Uh, you know, uh, the information that uh, is is uh, really the initial first responders, and then after that, you know, these these cases are turned over to either the homicide unit or uh, detectives or whatever. Um, I wish I could get follow up information. I really do. It just uh, it, it's difficult at best because uh, everything is taken off the scanners. Uh, when officers arrive on the scene, uh, then they turn it over to detectives or to whatever appropriate agency is involved. And at that point, it becomes uh, sugar-coated by the PIO. So uh, what you're getting here is just the information as it's dispatched to officers in the field. Um, and the information that they're getting, that we're providing, is the same information that the officers are getting as well. So Yeah, well, um, I mean, here's the, here's the write-up. Uh, from KOB Channel 4. It, this is one, two, what, maybe 110 words. APD is investigating a homicide. Officers were dispatched to the Copper Ridge Apartments at around 6.40 a.m. Police said a passerby called about a woman who appeared to have been, have been shot. Officers arrived at the scene, found a woman who appeared. I mean, I could have I could have drafted this up without being there. Officers arrived at the scene, found a woman who appeared to be, have been shot while inside a vehicle. Police said she had succumbed to her injuries prior to the arrival. Investigation was formally launched. Around 8 a.m., this is the second homicide investigation to be conducted within Albuquerque in the last 12 hours. A man was found stabbed outside Dion's. That's it. First is a developing story. Stay tuned to KOB4 and KOB.com for more updates. <laughs> Stay then, tuned for what? Yeah, we <laughs> never get an update on any of this stuff. So let me ask you, uh, Murder Mike, uh, from another standpoint, do you get a lot of good feedback from doing this and pushing this information uh, out there? I'd like to hear about the kind of information or the feedback that you get from people? Um, it's, it's a mix. Um, you know, so I've, I was told by one person that, uh, that what I'm reporting does really help the tourism industry. Oh, okay. You're right. I think we should shut down Murder Mike because I think we should be more focused on the tourism industry. You're right. With yes. the shutdowns <laughs> that are coming, let's, uh, okay, that's interesting. What else? That, that, that is very interesting. You know, people don't want, don't want to hear the news. They don't want well, to hear about I think it. It's important that the that, that people, the members of our community, are made aware of, of what is happening on the streets because they're not getting it uh, from the mainstream media. I have nothing against them all, but if you'll notice, like the the, the report from Channel Four today, I, I'll bet you dollars to doing the exact same report it was on four, seven, and thirteen because it came from the PIO. So it's a polished report uh, after the fact. 
And, uh, you know, I don't, so what they're getting is a PIO report. So that's, that's what happens when, you know, uh, with follow-up is we're getting a PIO report polished and it's, so what you're getting here is unbiased. It's, it's grassroots news. It's, it's what's happening. It's the truth. It's, it is what is happening out there when the officers are dispatched to the scene. So, um, you know, I wish I could allude to that more. Mm. Uh, unfortunately, I just don't have a lot of the resources available to do follow up, um, and with the PIOs too. So, yeah. So I guess the news that's ahead of, uh, the deadly night, bringing the APD homicide count to 102, a double rainbow captured over Gallup, uh, KOAT. <laughs> when is the best time to see the full beaver <clears throat> moon eclipse in uh, New Mexico? Hard-hitting stuff. Yeah, just really, you know, KOAT bringing you all the uh, the best, uh, if you will. And then you have, uh, what is it, KRQE? KRQE, is there any write-up about this whatsoever? Just Amber Alerts. Let's see. Nope. Santa Fe woman accused of embezzling eight grand from a golf course. We've got uh, City Council reconsiders mayoral powers. Oh, wow. <laughs> Roswell City Council to vote on dilapidated structures. Uh, yeah, nothing. Zero on the uh, overnights. Yep. There is the uh, hot, hot and trending on KRQE is authority search for suspects in Albuquerque auto burglary. Uh, let's see. Nope. Finally got there. Number four woman found fatally shot. And then surveillance video catches brawl at Dion's near Knob Hill. So two Dion's. Dion's had quite the night. There you go. All right, Murder Mike, I appreciate that. Thanks for indulging me. You take that phone call uh, if you need to. 550, 5500. This just happened, uh, 35 minutes. <clears throat> Here you go. Surveillance video catches brawl at Dion's in Knob Hill. They've got some PR stuff to do here. Now look at a woman is charged with causing over $1,000 worth of damage to a man's motorcycle following a fight at a local restaurant. <laughs> Brittany Melliker was caught on surveillance video back in May, pushing down the motorcycle of 53-year-old James Kirkendall, outside of Dion's at Central and Monroe. What was, what's the problem? Is that, according to the criminal complaint, the argument began inside the restaurant when James and his son got into the line behind her. She would later tell police that James' 19-year-old son cut her off the road approaching the restaurant. There you wow. She told uh, that she spoke to Jaden while in line to order. Surveillance video shows James getting close to Melliker, and that's when things got physical. Wow. woman starting a fight with a 19-year-old kid. Complaint states that Melliker was angry that Kirkendall hit her, so she began to punch back. Melliker then left the store, tried to push down the father and son's motorcycles. Video shows her successfully knocking down one of them. And the complaint states that uh, the assessed damage to the bikes are $6,000. So tough, tough, uh, tough 24 hours there for your favorite pizza company. Well, you know, I, I think uh, the uh, the tourism industry here, uh, mm. upset about Murder Mike uh, running down the neighborhood. Uh, you know what would maybe help the tourism industry is uh, bringing more attention to our crime problem getting people more knowledgeable and much less more agitated and much more engaged in the problem so that we can start doing something about the problem. Yeah. Maybe, maybe you should take a, a broader view, uh, uh, representatives of the tourism industry here. Yeah, uh, yeah. Maybe they should. We're yeah. trying to help things here. Not hurt. 543 back and forth. Check on weather and traffic when we return.
Looking for a full-service landscaping company that can design, build, and maintain your landscape? True West Landscape is the company for you. Whether you are a property manager or homeowner looking for that quality weekly service, True West is here to help. Contact the True West team of professionals today so we can show you our quality service options at 505-395-7770, 505-395-7770, or visit online at truewestgroup.com. Hey, Grandpa and Stella, we need to get back to work. We are working, Ava. Yeah, all this cleaning and sanitizing is hard work. You do it right like we do. Exactly, Stella. Especially while serving all the yummy Monroe's food with a smile. Behind the mask. And in a safe, sanitized place. Hey, Hey, Ava, we want a raise. I'll give you two a raise. Go and raise the flag and get back to work. We are going to Monroe's in Heights and downtown. Directions at chili.theplaceilike.com. Hi, I'm Kevin with Futons and Frames. We've been doing business in Albuquerque for over 30 years. We have the largest selection of futon frames in the state. Our futons are made right here in the USA. So if quality, service, and knowledge of product matter to you, then come on down to 4311 Manal or call us at 881-6863. Want the honesty, affordability, and reliability of a household plumber without the crack? Call Rogers Plumbing and Heating, family-owned and operated since 1973, for all your plumbing needs. Reaching Albuquerque, Baylor, Moriarty, Santa Fe, New Laguna, Pueblo, and anywhere in between. Rogers Plumbing and Heating is not only fast and reliable service, being family-owned and operated since 1973 means they always put their customers first and hold each of their employees to the highest moral, professional, and ethical standards. So when you need a fix without the crack, call Rogers Plumbing and Heating at 243-9703. Something wonderful like all chocolate dipped cherries or pineapple or apricot glaze. How about chocolate caramels and creams, even red chili bars? Thousands of incredible delicacies at the Candy Lady in Old Town at 424 San Felipe and on the web at CandyLady.com. Bad credit? Need it fixed? At Credit Rescue, Inc., our services have been used by mortgage companies, banks, and auto dealerships to help people who have been turned down for credit. Don't spend the next 7 to 10 years as a victim of high interest. Remember, knowledge is power, and you now have a way to get back your credit worthiness. Bad credit can haunt people for years. Let's rescue your credit at Credit Rescue, Inc. Call me, Mike Ramos, to set up an appointment today at 505-899-1448. That's 899-1448. This is Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk. Glad to be here with you to help your business. And right now, businesses are in desperate need of cash flow. Many businesses aren't going to make it through this crisis without a solution. Michael Trujillo has that solution. Host of Your Money Matters, 1130 a.m. on Saturday. Michael, how can you help these businesses get cash flow today? Well, Eddie, all they have to do is pick up the phone, give us a call, and we can help them with that cash flow because we have many different federal programs that businesses can qualify for. But more importantly, we also have over 100 lenders on hand ready to go ahead and provide these loans to businesses so that they can continue when we are open again for business. Let's help your small business today, folks. If you own a car dealership, commercial real estate, you have a restaurant, how about a funeral home, software development firms, engineering firm, plumbing and heating, you name it, Michael can help you. 856 1171 856 1171 or you can email him directly michael at michaeltrujillo.com that's michael at michaeltrujillo.com hey it's eddie aragon the staff at abq guns stands for your second amendment rights but they believe other freedoms are under attack by the governor's orders small businesses are bearing the weight of those health orders and abq guns believes she owns our state's economic collapse abq guns urges you to shop local for firearms ammo and accessories Stop by the shop in Riverside Plaza, on Coors, north of Montano, or visit shop.abqguns.com. ABQ Guns. 
defenders of your freedom. Music is the great communicator on MakeUsGodlyAgain.com. Well, it may be the devil, or it may be the Lord, but you're going to have to search somebody. Sometimes we just need a pick-me-up. MakeUsGodlyAgain.com. Don't get caught unprepared to defend yourself. I'm Keith Cope with VigilantFirearms.com. We provide calm, safe, and effective training for concealed carry or any other gun training classes. VigilantFirearms.com, 312-0065. 312-0065. Maintaining your cutting equipment is essential to the longevity of your tools and the quality of your product. Whether you're a woodworking professional, metalworking professional, hobbyist, or you just need a new edge on your kitchen knives or gardening tools, trust the sharpening experts at Precision Sharpening to help keep your tools in excellent condition. 884-8229. 884-8229. Let's put things together, starting with the weather. It's cooling down kind of quickly, 47 degrees outside. And looks like on the freeway, we got a second accident right near that other one we were talking about. I-40 westbound is before San Mateo. The two accidents combined have lots of red flashing lights, but it looks like all lanes are open, yet stocked pretty heavy all the way back now from 4th Street. If you're eastbound, that just has never gotten a break this afternoon. Pretty much westbound I-40 from uh, Carlisle all the way across the big eye as you wind your way all the way over to uh, uh, Coors Boulevard. Oh, and this one just came up on the board. This is going to be I-25. This one is going to be southbound just before Avenida Cesar Chavez. Solid brake lights all the way back to the big eye. All right. We are at Amazing Grace Personal Care Services with the office manager. Hey, Rudy. I want to make sure that people understand that I am not looking for nurses uh, I'm looking for unskilled labor. Do the same thing you do at home and get paid for it. Make beds, do some laundry, a little cooking here and there, run the vacuum cleaner, and you would be helping a senior be able to stay in their own home and out of a nursing home. Now, that's a great idea. All right, get a hold of the people at Amazing Grace by going to personal, I'm sorry, homecare.theplaceilike.com. All right, we're up to date. Let's dive back into the Rock of Talk. here in the Akiva. Well, uh, Ghislaine Maxwell, she'll be going to a court uh, here very shortly on the 29th. Jury selection is still there. We're waiting for the uh, Rittenhouse uh, verdict uh, coming tomorrow. Oh, so I'm, have they announced it? Coming? I'm pretty sure that it's coming oh, okay. tomorrow. I, yeah. I, think the shenan- I, think, I think the whole delay is, if I had to guess, has a lot to do with you know when they want to release Security. stuff because they're so worried. So They'll give them the weekend. We'll have more people and a better ability to sort of deal with it. I think it's uh, headed down, stored, uh, down towards uh, exoneration. Uh, I think it's many next to impossible to convict. I think there's like seven women that are on there. Okay. Only one, only one uh, black person, uh, African American, that's on the the jury. Uh, I think the jury's twelve, and so that's the that's the makeup uh, of it. I've been thinking about a juror who has a family to support, maybe a couple of kids thinking about his family's long-term security. If, if, if the decision goes in a way that the uh, professional political thugs in this country don't like, I mean, putting someone in a moral quandary like that, do I think about my safety that I, I need to provide for my family versus, 
you know, this young man who's, you know, a relative stranger to me, um, if, if we're moving in that direction in this country where jurors are, are fearing for their life if they don't make the right decision, uh, America has jumped the shark. Uh, uh, it's just terrifying. That this, well, we know this, they've done it before. Yeah. Uh, and they'll yep. do it again. I mean, it, it's uh, really doing it in, you know, the public sphere. And mm. I think they'll, they'll convict uh, where they can in that type of place, but not with the jury makeup of, of that. And we're being totally stereotypical based upon other information uh, that we have uh, found. Now, uh, to go to Ghislaine Maxwell, some interesting stuff. Is, by the way, I'm on German TV, English TV. I did an hour-long interview on all of the nice. drawings for Zorro Ranch. None of the news media picks up on this, okay? I even offered this to T.J. Wilhelm. No, 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 I'm not going to do that. I would put Daddy Aragon in a positive light. It's not important to get the the floor plans. But I mean, I literally offered him all of this stuff. The idiot didn't take it. Uh, One of the biggest international stories of the last, I don't know, decade or more, yeah. with a very tight connection to New Mexico right here. But we're not yeah. interested in that. Yeah, I can do it. So uh, this is what they're focused on. They're focused on the fact that, and and this doesn't prevent. In fact, it's more of a reason why both the attorney general, why um, any, I don't know, district, anybody could be able to go to the ranch, go and do a full a scale investigation. Instead, and has anybody asked me for the plans that I have? No, they're on the dailymail.uk. You can uh, see that stuff there. Dad, post that uh, article if you would, mm-hmm. so everybody can see the floor plans. Yep. Or, uh, and it's literally got four bedrooms. That's the whole thing. No, but instead they're focused on this. I want you to take a, a look at this. This is kind of an interesting report. We're going to go long. We're going to blow through the uh, top of the hour uh, news. I'm going to give, since I am probably the foremost expert on Zorro Ranch, Jeffrey Epstein, it'd be hard to dispute that, ladies and gentlemen. It, re- it really would. You'd have a very difficult time uh, disputing that. We're going to go to our partners over at KOAT who are going to help Miss. Michelle Rabondo, right? Uh, and uh, Doug, Doug Fernandez. So we're going to uh, jump into that. I want you guys to, uh, to take a watch of this. KOAT, courtesy of them, uh, the news partners, part of the New Mexico Broadcasters Association. Let's uh, take a listen to their report on what's holding things up and uh, why none of this money is going to go to the victims. Sold at a price tag of more than $27 million, but it's not quite clear who will get the money when it is sold. Target 7 went searching for answers to see what could be preventing the money from going to the victims. Here's John Cardinelli. This ranch in the remote desert of Santa Fe County, surrounded by the beautiful landscapes of New Mexico. But some say what is alleged to have happened here is anything but beautiful. It's just, yeah, kind of a disgusting realization about what occurred in that building. This estate was bought and used by Jeffrey Epstein in 1993. He's the billionaire. No, that is that is that is incorrect. The estate wasn't bought. It was a it was land. Right, right. You idiot. It was land, okay? They built everything out. They tailored everything. An international architect. Sir Alberto Pinto, like you had the whole thing was designed specifically for this use. You'd know it if you actually Saw the plans. An heir with ties to Prince Andrew, Donald Trump, Whoa. and New Mexico oh. Governor Bill Rich. Oh, oh, Donald Trump came to New Mexico. Again, a total misfire. One of those things ties is not like the, the others. others. <laughs> Bill Richardson and Prince Andrew, definitely friends. <laughs> Donald Trump, why, why do we throw him in there? Oh, yeah. Because we're KOAT channel. He was seven. a little closer to two of them than the third. I uh. can tell you Donald Trump has only set foot in New Mexico two times. Two times. 
women have come forward saying they were sexually assaulted at this ranch. Yes, by Bill Richardson. By Bill Richardson, Governor Bill Richardson. They said that is where it happened. There's literally testimony in a different court. Never come forth. I don't and, think anyone's suing Trump and, about and, uh, being assaulted in New Mexico. And, uh, and, Gov- and, uh, and Governor Richardson vehemently denies the whole entire thing. Right. And we've got pictures of him on Vir- in the Virgin Islands, by the way. Not, that's close proximity to St. James. Close proximity. There was questionable conduct on that ranch. After Epstein. Whoa, that's all we got. We got, we got a half a second of Hector Balderas. There, there's questionable conduct on that, right? You think? How about the week that Prince Andrew stayed there? I mean, the number of, I mean, there isn't questionable con, uh, conduct. There's a sworn testimony, literally sworn testimony that has come forth. It is suicide two years ago. A federal court ordered that all of Epstein's assets be sold and the proceeds go to the victims. And that has happened with his properties in New York and Florida, but it hasn't happened here in the land of enchantment. All right, so... Just in case you don't see what's happening here, this is a shell game. This is called a news shell game, all right? Keep your eye on the bouncing ball, right? The the bouncing ball is there was crimes. There was questionable conduct, right? We we did as much as we took the – we pushed the puck as far as we possibly could. We put up Bill Richardson and Prince Andrew up there. You know, we we, we did as much as – we did our journalistic job, okay? So KOAT is is making the claim that we're doing – the right thing. But what's clearly not what's clearly not happening is no one's asking the hard questions as to why that ranch has not been seized. Now they're trying to say they're trying to say that this would prevent prevent them from doing it. So this is the attorney general, this is other people who say well nothing could prevent it from actually happening because well we don't know who actually owns it. Listen to this line of crap. This is all just crap, folks. Just piles and piles of crap. Manure telling you the government couldn't do their job because there's a question and there's not clean title. Listen to this crap. For some reason, it's a mystery of why it's taking so long. The mystery law. No, it's not a mystery. You could, you're the attorney general. You could easily go over there, make something happen if you wanted to do it enough. But we saw... <laughs> We saw your maker. We saw Bill Richardson <laughs> up there. Well, you know what we're not going to do? We're not going to go ahead and shed more light on this. Hector I, I'm just the chief law enforcement officer uh, of the state, but it's a mystery what's going on. I, I, don't, I don't know anything about this. Your guess is as good as mine. <laughs> I don't know. ...and a religious nonprofit that claimed it owned Epstein's ranch. For a year, this estate has been tied up in legal dispute, unable to be sold. A so-called church in Florida has... Is that, is that what really is that question? Whether or not you can sell Epstein Ranch, nobody cares about it being sold. People only care about whether or not you can go inside it. <laughs> we can there's find the bodies. People, <laughs> there's literally people who want the whole entire thing investigated. <laughs> nobody, nobody wants any of this stuff sold. We want to prevent it from being sold. This is a good thing. They're, they're, they're creating an opportunity for you, Hector, and for us, you Democrats, who Jeffrey Epstein so generously donated to, to go ahead and... Hey, what's there? What's happening? Hey, I know who knows knows what's there. Go to Eddie Aragon. He'll give you the floor pan floor plans, and he's on international TV in Germany as well as. Oh, did you know I also got? Did you know so I also got a witness list where I said, Hey, you might be. A, are you available 24 hours for a witness list to go <laughs> to go testify because you have the 
information on Zorro Ranch. You have the floor plan. This is ridiculous. Claim that they are the owners of the Epstein Ranch. They claim that they, for the price of $200, that Epstein deeded them this property in Santa Fe County. This is preposterous. Now we're buying some sort of weird story with a KOAT legal expert, John Day, and we're giving credence to the fact that there's not clear title, even though we have completely and totally forged documents and all this. You're going to let this sit? Really? The religious organization Love and Bliss provided proof in the form of this deed. But look closely at Epstein's signature. Attorneys representing the dead billionaire's estate say this deed and all the other documents supporting the sale were forged. So Epstein's lawyer sued, and for a full year, they tried to get possession of the estate so they could sell it. In other words, nothing could have happened to that ranch. There could not have been a sale while there was this cloud on the title. Trying to get a hold of the nonprofit was challenging. For nearly a year, the court waited to make a ruling. Let me ask you, if a, a murder was committed on Zorro Ranch this evening, what? can't investigate. You cannot investigate. <laughs> what is this? Is this uh, is this? Is this Navajo reservation? You can't enter there. We're not going to send the only FBI can essentially, you know, go there and look like this is ridiculous. If anything were to happen on Zorro Ranch, police are not allowed on here. This is private property. It's like the, it, it's it, it it's a bigger uh, it has bigger walls than the governor's mansion at this point. At least we know what's happening in the governor's mansion. There's dogs pooping on the floor. There's parties and wagyu beef and all sorts of uh, hard liquor going on in there. Rolling. The court tried to get a hold of this nonprofit to tell them they'd been sued. Instead of anything legal, they got messages from the nonprofit like this. So this is really interesting. You have a news organization looking to make sure to let them know that they have been sued. If you're getting sued, generally you know that you're getting sued because you are served because you can't actually get sued unless you have service. I'm, I think I'm 100% correct on that having been sued a few times this year already myself. I mean, this is the way that it goes, ladies and gentlemen. Claiming they need nine months to find an attorney because of COVID. The idea that you can't find a lawyer in the United States because of COVID certainly raises the possibility that this is not exactly on the level. How about the fact that we've got uh, two, two years plus since uh, Jeffrey Epstein's death and it still hasn't been investigated by the state of New Mexico? I think that's a bigger problem. That's a that that's a bigger issue at this point, isn't it? That's certainly much mu much more interesting to me than well, we don't have clear title here. I've got floor I've got freaking floor plans in all of this. Like you want the floor plans? Come and get them. I'll give them to you. You can tell me whether or not you think it needs to be investigated. At least from that standpoint, think about that. In this message, they told the judge she would go down in history as the best judge in Santa Fe a true role model and an American hero if she gave the property to them. The organization said they would give a, quote, large percentage back to the state. We did more digging into the nonprofit. As far as we can tell from IRS records, they've not filed tax returns since they were formed four years ago. I like the, uh, John, website, I like the, the John Cardinale. He just yeah. puts his hand underneath his chin. Yeah. Hmm. He's got that black background. They're, they're, it looks like filming, the Charlie Rose set. They're filming him in that. just like... <laughs> Real hard-hitting investigative reporting here. Address comes back to a home. These were key characters trying to slow up the process and cloud the title. In every other... That's all they were doing, Hector. <laughs> no, really what they were just trying to do is slow up the process, but to what benefit? What do they do? Maybe...
how do we know the Cisco didn't set this thing up <laughs> to go ahead and slow up the process and give Channel Seven, Channel Four, and Thirteen an excuse as to why we couldn't investigate? Oh, well, you know, really, there's a, a lack of trace of ownership. There's no clear title in any of this. Their state, there were few problems liquidating Epstein's assets. The same nonprofit made a similar claim on his estate in Florida, but within months, a judge there ordered the property to go to Epstein's estate. Is there a reason why we can't do the same thing here? What, what's going on? Oh, is it the Democrat judges? Is it the Democrat attorney general? Is it, what, what is it that's preventing all this from happening? Like you're literally sitting with the people who have all the answers. They should be able to provide you the answers. You're like, well, they did this in no time in Florida and New York. And, uh, for some reason, we can't do this in New Mexico. Uh, I don't know. Uh, who, who do we talk to? The attorney general. <laughs> Eventually, the court-ordered fund distributed $125 million to the victim's compensation program that had been set up. After that money was distributed, the fund closed shop in August. Meanwhile, back here in New Mexico, the dispute over the property continued. They failed to formally appear or answer to the court. Just two weeks ago, a Santa Fe County judge issued this order, giving the property back to Epstein's estate. But with the victim's compensation program dissolved, where would the money from the sale go? The Epstein Victims Fund apparently has, has completed its work, has shut down. It doesn't exist. So if the estate sell, if the ranch sells, the money goes where? We don't know. It's a very All right, so Epstein's back in control of this, all right? I mean, the guys literally, so are we going to allow them to go ahead and investigate uh, Epstein Ranch now? Can we can we go back into the ranch at some point? We, we're all good. If it's shifted back to nice the and clear. I mean, I mean, we know who owns it. Can we ask these people? That, they can tour it. Apparently, if you got the money, you can tour it. But somehow, the attorney general and the land commissioner, despite that they're state of New Mexico land, right, we can't do anything about it. But Eddie Aragon has floor plans to the entire estate. And he's on German TV talking about speculatively what's happened based upon several people. I mean, all the witnesses. I got phone numbers. You guys want phone numbers? You can have them. Do you guys want to do the investigation? You guys can go do it. I've done all the work myself. Very good question. Target 7 tried to get some answers. We went to this man, Dylan O'Reilly, the local attorney on record representing the Epstein estate. He did not want to do an interview. Will that go back to the victims? And I don't know the answer to that. Um, you know, I, I think I'll just have to go according to whatever the law requires. What a terrible lawyer. Wow. He should not even speak to the media. That's a bad lawyer right there. You show up, you're like, uh, I don't know what you're doing here, but unless you want to go ahead and start talking about it, like that guy should be off the case. I'll follow right. whatever the law requires, whatever that is. Yeah. <laughs> nice, nice no comment, idea. counselor. We got Ooh. John Cardinale. Cardinale? Cardinale? Flying over Zorro Ranch. Well, you can fly over it. You can go near it. You can uh, show it to prospective clients. But what you cannot do is you cannot seize the ranch. No, no, no. We can't do that. No, no, no. We can't can't seize it. We can't investigate. We know that there's alleged crimes that have taken place. But you know what we're not going to do? We're not going to go and investigate. Despite the fact that there's sworn to, and we're going to get to the bottom of this, as Hector Baldera said back in July. Remember that? July 29th. We're going to get to the bottom of this. We're going to interview witnesses. We're going to see what's going on. We're now flying over the Epstein estate from Sky 7. And take a look here. You can see it has multiple homes and air. Those are not homes, you idiot. Come in over here, and I'll give you the floor plan. You have no idea what the hell you're talking about. Like, well, these are multiple. None of those are homes. That's where the help is, Mm -hmm. folks.
Remember the movie The Help? You know, The Help? Support that, buildings. Yeah. Just, and there's uh, one little entertainment area right there. Yeah. Th- those are ha- those have nothing to do with the actual Zorro ranch structure that everybody went to. Airstrip and a barn. And we did find that the problem. They always say they have an airstrip. Like, here's what's funny. Uh, there really isn't an airstrip at Zorro Ranch. Okay. It has multiple so they, homes and airstrips. So th- that right there, yeah, it was like a touchdown for some Cessna one paved, two. No, it's not paved. It's not anything. You, it's not functional. You, no, no, nobody in their right mind is pretty much going to land there. Okay, it hasn't been landed there for some. Like, you can't even find tracks on it because no planes are coming in and out of there. They fly to Millionaire what, Airport. How do I know? I know the people at Millionaire, <laughs> right? The Millionaire Airport up in Santa Fe. That's how I know this stuff. How did these tail numbers? You go and you look at the plane logs, and then you say, "Well, they flew into ABQ, or they they flew into SFO, right? Or SF? I forget what it is. Okay, Millionaire, up in Santa Fe, and you just literally look at the tail numbers when they land, when they leave, all that stuff, right there. Trip and a barn, and we did find that the property is now listed for sale at a price tag of twenty-seven and a half million dollars. We paid the real estate agent a visit to see if there are any buyers. Yeah, just walk in. I'm sure they're going to tell you about all their deals you know we'll give you a list of everyone we're talking yeah, about we want to know who's registered uh, who's qualified <laughs> to buy this and let's uh, let's see the people want to know it is still for sale so what happens to the nonprofit that tied all of this up at court if you're trying to convince a judge for example really the the bottom line is what happened to the this group that ultimately is trying to tie out like let's ask the hard question like nobody cares you handed it back over to the epstein estate there it is. That somebody signed a document they didn't sign. Um, those could all be felony offenses that a prosecutor's office oh, or attorney general's office. You know office. what? You know who we need to prosecute? The people who made false legal documents at $200. Not the people who were involved in alleged crimes, unsavory behavior over at Zorro Ranch. That's the focus. The focus is the people this property up after the suicide of, of Jeffrey Epstein doubt. Mm-hmm. Don't you think that's the focus? Yeah. The lien is really holding up the Epstein sale because there's so many buyers. And it's like, yeah, it's still for sale. No one's going to buy it because it's a 33,333 square foot building with only four bedrooms. But a party shower. <laughs> this could uh, investigate. I firmly believe that a law mm. enforcement agency at the federal level has to be involved and that all of these transactions need to be reviewed by it. Uh, a court judge uh, so that there be integrity and reliability in this process. What process? You no longer can give the money back to the victims. You're sitting there looking at a real estate deal, uh, whether or not it, it, it met the threshold of, of forged documents at this point. Isn't the real crime the successive rapes that took place over at Zorro Ranch? I think that's the real crime. Mm-hmm. We prosecuted many a priests, archbishops, Everything we possibly could in the state of New Mexico, there's no statute of limitations on that. Why are we not looking at that? Is it because who's involved? Maybe our former bosses, like Bill Richardson? Is that, is that, why, is that what we're looking for? Happy 74th birthday, Bill Richardson. Is that, is that, is that the reason? Let's let uh, Cardinale wrap this one up. And this is the closest we could get to Epstein's estate. There it it's is. Through those gates and right up there atop that hill. Now, what should happen to the estate? That's the big question. We, asked this. We, we literally know people who went all the way right up to the property on the day that Jeffrey Epstein died, flew a bird over it, have aerials. All, oh, we don't want to pay attention to that. That's all Eddie Aragon and Eddie Aragon's people who did all that stuff with Epstein. We're not going to touch that with a 10-foot pole. State's land commissioner and attorney general. I hope that the buildings are, are actually torn down. What we associate... <laughs>
memory of those buildings. Uh, I don't. I think you should turn it into a museum of every bad thing the state of New Mexico cannot do for people. Exactly. I think it should be a museum, museum of a New Mexico tour, corruption and failure. Uh, yeah, <laughs> one place, the largest estate in the entire state. No one's going to tear that thing down. Oh, yeah. We're going to tear down a $30 million ranch. Turn it into a museum. That thing will be the hottest ticket going. Take over ownership of it. Here's where Jeffrey Epstein is. Have people go through the gates. Yep. Do a whole entire tourism. You can rent the party shower by the minute. Rent it out. What's wrong with you guys? What's, what's, what's the problem with revenue generating? We're not going to see where, I mean, you and your pals used to party at. That's really what we want. Look at that look on her face. Oh, she's, she has a lot of makeup for this interview. Oh, man, this is, this is a big one. She wanted to show that, that false outrage right there. And she's, what is that, an Alexa camera? What, what's going on there? I mean. Um, I, I believe to, to look at them are probably painful for a number of young women who have to constantly see them over and over again. The women aren't even here. Mm. They are in different places. They were flown in. Some women flew in and never flew out. How about that? Can we possibly find out anything about those women? Well, I think uh, they never made it out. You know, I don't know that this land commissioner uh, knows this, but art therapy for people who are abused is very big. And in light of the fact that you mm. just spent uh, state resources putting out a coloring book with you as a superhero on every page and distributed that throughout the state, uh, Ms. Land Commissioner, maybe that system, you know, art therapy works for a lot of people. That, I'm, I'm not amazing. kidding, by the way. She did do a coloring really? book. Yeah. Oh, we got to get it. Yeah, we that. can talk about that tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> do you have any access to it today? I've been... <laughs> let me let me go look. Is, at it, is it like is it like yeah. Bill Cosby's picture pages? <laughs> I would really, really defer to the victims and, and carry out. Oh, yeah. Their their, uh, their intent in this matter. Oh, Whoever yeah. buys that property is going to have to deal with the, the ghosts that come Ooh. with it. For Target 7, I'm John Cardinelli. We checked with the Santa Fe District Attorney to see if they were going to pursue criminal charges against the nonprofit. <laughs> she didn't want to go on camera and said she's not received a report from police. The Attorney General <laughs> tells us if he tried unsuccessfully to get the federal government to seize the property. Oh, that was the only way you could do it was the federal government. Yet the property is in the state of New Mexico and you as an Attorney General can... I don't know. Do nothing. So, so Eddie, throughout this whole art, uh, whole piece, package, they call it on, on TV, yeah. I, this one phrase kept popping up in my mind. I'm not an attorney. Don't claim to be one. And if you have experience in prosecution, let us know uh, where I'm wrong on this. This phrase kept popping up into my head. Uh, exigent circumstances. Exigent circumstances. Uh, it allows law enforcement, uh, and this is the Cornell Law website, uh, circumstances that would cause a reasonable person to believe that entry or other relevant prompt action was necessary uh, to enter a to to prevent physical harm to someone, which wouldn't be the case anymore because this all happened in the past, or prevent the destruction of relevant evidence, which I think in this case is much more likely. Or God only knows what they did with any relevant evidence that happened on that property. Exigent circumstances. It's a legal uh, concept where maybe Hector, if he was doing his job, uh, could have raided that uh, that property. E x i g e n t circumstances. And uh, again, it's just the phrase kept kicking around in my head. Uh, text or call if you have experience in prosecution, but why couldn't he have used that legal concept to do what he could to gain some control over that property and search for evidence, lock it down, make sure that none of the potentially still loyal to Epstein uh, employees were uh, taking care of the boss uh, as he passed on, maybe. Uh, interesting concept. Uh, Stephanie Garcia-Richard, this is liberal columnist Milan Simonich uh, several months ago in hmm. Santa Fe. The land commissioner, Stephanie, portrays herself as a superhero. She's not trying for laughs, and she isn't getting any either. She appears in a state coloring book that depicts her as a sinewy imitation of Wonder Woman. Garcia Richards supporters are not defined, uh, uh, though the uh, superpowers are not defined, though the cape she wears implies she can 
fly. Her coloring book didn't cost her a nickel. She used public employees, state money, and equipment in the state land office to design and print it. Her spokeswoman says the cost was uh, minimal. Of course, nothing, nothing here, nothing here, nothing here. Garcia Richard calls it a an educational endeavor, a way for kids to gain fundamental understanding of the state land office. Uh, a retired teacher walking through the New Mexico, one of the few people who went to the New Mexico State Fair this year, uh, sent it to the columnist from for Santa Fe, Mr. Uh, Milan Simonich. Uh, she sent it to him. It annoyed me. She was a grandmother, retired educator. When you get uh, what you get is a distraction from the information by the re- representation of her, Garcia Richard, on every page. The woman didn't bother giving the coloring book to her grandson. She mailed a copy to the Santa Fe New Mexican after writing a note on the cover. Misuse of state funds! Exclamation point, exclamation point. That's your land commissioner, ladies and gentlemen. Mm. Promoting herself and not really caring about Sorrel Ranch. Wow. Really, really focused on the victims there. Yep. You know, who probably yep. pass by it every day on, uh, you know, back on that uh, really, really busy highway, 41. You know, on your way to Santa, the back road to Santa Fe, uh, if you will, from Moriarty. <laughs> Where you get to see, you know, Tom Ford's estate, where you get to see Governor Tony Anaya, you have uh, Governor Bruce King, King family, you have yeah. all that uh, unbelievable stuff. And Who's that designer? The Tom Ford, that was him, right? Yeah, Tom Ford. Tom Ford, yeah. yeah. Uh, graduate of Santa Fe High School. Hmm. He's a he's a, he's a a demon, just like uh, old Michelle Lujan Grisham. Santa Fe. More yeah. ways than one. No, 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 no. St. <laughs> Michael's. Sorry. The uh, Horseman. I think he was Santa Fe High, and I think Michelle Lujan Grisham was was uh saint mike i know she's saint michael i know she went to catholic school she's she was a bad bad girl there 550 50 500 uh according to uh the number of jurors that they picked they have 80 jurors they've settled on 58 uh they'll whittle it down to 12 with six alternates so they'll be chosen on november the 29th and then they'll proceed on that monday uh with everything for two weeks is how long this will go apparently a jubilant uh Almost excited and giddy, Ghislaine Maxwell, she was in noticeably high spirits when she returned to court for the jury selection for her sex trafficking child. We can only hope that she'll just crack everything open and just let everything, just just bring everybody out. <sighs> people must be gasping right, for the people that she I'd has. have high spirits, too, if I was getting away from those big rats in the lockup she's been complaining about. Will she? Well, yeah, <laughs> poor, poor Gilly. Poor Gilly. Uh, everybody's absolutely horrified. High society is bracing itself for Ghislaine Maxwell's trial. She is uh, apparently, uh, she looked, uh, when she went out to the court for the penultimate pretrial conference before the, what she faces will be to amount to be the fight of her life, she looked just like she did 10 years ago. In fact, she looked even better. It was a woman that caught me off guard and took me back in time. Ghislaine Maxwell, just as everybody knows, currently stands charged of helping Jeffrey Epstein, who literally has all of this information and uh, they're not going to let the four victims testify by the way uh so this is just her probably going through black books going through you know tail numbers flights who is on the flights i mean all this stuff is coming maybe this is why bill clinton uh, uh, was noticeably sick you know just a, a few months ago hey billy there's that. still a couple countries that there's a non-extradition uh, arrangement with the united states i think you know places in the carib maybe in africa you can flee to and Stay there for good. <laughs> the judge in the case, uh, this 11th hour just happening today, the president of the United States, Joseph Biden, has nominated Judge Allison Nathan for a seat on a federal appeals court. But she is now an unusual predicament because she is pre- presiding 
over the high-profile trial case of one Ghislaine Maxwell. You think that was on purpose? <laughs> the judge, Allison Nathan, 49, has spent a decade in the U.S. District Court for Southern District of New York. She was overseeing the jury selection of the trial, who has been charged with sex trafficking. And uh, this could put her in a predicament. If she's confirmed by the Senate during the trial, she could still continue to preside in the case. But two legal ethics experts said that they may not choose to do that. And they'll have to go ahead and have a retrial. Judges are frequently elevated to appeals court for lower courts. where They're actively involved in trials and other cases. And the Maxwell trial with its connection to Epstein and the worldwide attention it's attracted is anything but routine. So she may not get to preside over everything. Because Mr. Schumer, in a statement on Tuesday, said Judge Nathan's experience, legal brilliance, and love of the rule of law perspective would be invaluable in ensuring the federal judiciary fulfills its obligation to ensure equal justice for all. Wow. Just in time to go ahead and get her off the case and put her somewhere else. Did that article you just read actually contain the phrase legal ethics experts? Mm -hmm. (coughs) Military intelligence? There we go. 550-5500. That's five. When when that comes out, that's going to be all I am. Uh, I'm all. You might be on. part of that. <laughs> yeah. I here. I oh boy. I don't know if I want to make this prediction or not. If Eddie Aragon is called to uh, the Southern District of New York for that trial, would the local media actually mention it? I would actually have to be uh, vaccinated. By the way, that's oh. one of the problems. You get on the but plane. But I could do it. Yeah, I could do it via Zoom. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, so I could testify. Uh, with what I know and the information that I have. You got, you got help contacts that, up there. If I choose not to vax, which I won't vax, uh, it'll all be done. By well, I mean, you'd also be able to... So I wouldn't have to fly anywhere. Right. You'd also be able to claim, because you're a broadcaster and, uh, and use the public airwaves, that your contacts of people who know things are, are amount to journalism. I mean, yeah. you don't have to reveal any sources, I would think, under the First Amendment. Uh, I don't. That's exactly right. And that's exactly why my information is not. Have you seen the Daily Mail uh, UK? Uh, Daily Mail. On October, uh, they mentioned it? Or, no, no, no. I just had a brand new article. Oh, oh I didn't know. It was ranch uh, floor plans. Yeah, this just came out. There it is. There it is. Um, Epstein victim claims his Zorro Ranch had uh, three computers. Let's see. Ooh. This was from... Yeah, this is it. This is uh, all my stuff. It went in the Sun. It went in the DailyMail.uk. And my name is my name is all over this crap. Let's see. I'm forever intertwined with Jeffrey. Epstein. Oh, that's the October 24th. Yeah, I have yeah, that one. Yep, you have that yep, one. Yep. Okay, so let's see here it is. So a man right. is never recognized. A prophet is never recognized in his own in his own land. Eddie Eddie's very big in Europe, but uh, <laughs> we, we can't get the word out here in New Mexico. <laughs> so, so big. Uh, all of Epstein's estates had pinhole cameras used to record everything, according to Maria Farmer. She is the main victim there, the first traveler, if you will, to Zorro Ranch. Using these cameras, Farmer claims that Epstein filmed many guests that he hosted at the ranch, including the Duke of York, Prince Andrew. Andrew is alleged to have vacation there with his friend, neurosurgeon Dr. Melanie Walker, who has previously been described as beautiful, young, and brilliant by former Zorro housekeeper, Deidre Stratton. With the connect, Gates the Gates connection, that, that doctor, right? That's correct. Yeah. Yeah. Ms. Stratton has previously claimed that she was given the task of looking after Andrew and his guests. Claimed that Andrew had uh, asked her to bring him the aphrodisiac tea. Oh. <laughs> Horny go weed, is that right? The Duke... <laughs> Do they still sell that at the, at the uh, convenience store? Does anybody actually ever try that? Does that work? I'm, a, I'm afraid to ask because I'm going to get answers. The Duke is also alleged to have spent two days alone at Epstein's ranch in 01 with a pedophile sex slave, Virginia Roberts, uh, court documents. 
uh, uh, written in court documents. Roberts, who was 17 or 18 at the time, wrote in a manuscript that she had a really good time at the ranch and that she gave him, quote-unquote, erotic massages. She later told police she was placed, paid close to $1,000 by Epstein. Maria Farmer, now 51, worked as a receptionist at Epstein's New York home in 96 before she was transferred to businessman Les Wexner's estate in New Albany, though she claimed she was abused by Epstein and Maxwell. It's claimed that Epstein had, and by the way, she's been paid off like millions of dollars. Okay. Yeah, she has, uh, she's, she's done well for herself. It's claimed that Epstein has the twisted idea of using the Zorro Ranch for inseminating women with his sperm to create a master race. And here's where I come in. Eddie Aragon, a local radio station owner, has obtained, I'm, I'm glad that they didn't say a talk show host. Right. Unlike the local media here, right. they were more they were more accurate. They were the more, European press. They were more accurate. Exactly. <laughs> That's standard. Yeah. Eddie Aragon, a local radio station owner, has obtained the architectural plans for Zoe Ranch, founded in New Mexico. The plans date back to plans date back to ninety eight, five years after the Epstein bought the property. Plans reportedly reveal a huge underground floor around eight thousand square feet, which includes gym, massage, and jacuzzi rooms that were later transformed into a pool, according to the Sun. But the plans also reveal three unusually large mechanical rooms on the floor. Here, here it is. This is cool. Aragon, who owns the Albuquerque radio station, Rock of Talk. Look at that. I'm getting international notoriety there. Told the newspaper that an architect and former IT contractor who worked on Epstein's internet communications and security from 99 to 2007 called into his radio station. The ar- architect provided inside photographs of the ranch, revealed other unusual features of Epstein's mysterious estate. All of this stuff was happening while I was running for mayor, by the way. So I was, I was not exactly focused on this. I was too busy uh, playing, uh, you know, Tim and, and and my stuff. One such feature, which the architect told Aragon was something he would never forget, was a six-foot naked portrait of Ghislaine Maxwell holding a gold dagger that had been hung in the basement elevator hallway. A portrait of Maxwell with her legs reportedly spread was the first thing that any guest or victim would see on their way down to the basement and pool areas. The radio host also said was designed to intimidate the victims being brought into the ranch of Fort Epstein. Aragon also said that plans reveal the ranch had an unusual number of bedrooms, just four, which for a house of 33,000 square feet in size seems like a small amount. So, you know, where's the local, where are the local yokels on, on this? Where's the, where, I don't need to talk to the guy. You mean the guy that ran for mayor has all this information? These plans give us a firmer idea of what was going on at the ranch. Uh, Aragon told the son, all of that basement feels more like a dungeon with the nebulous mechanical rooms. The plans show that Epstein's master bedroom takes up most of the space on the first floor. On the same level, there were two relatively tiny in-suite bedrooms and a fourth staff bedroom on the first floor. Aragon noted to the son that it is understandable why Epstein's underage victims would have felt trapped at the ranch. In fact, they were the cavernous room, the windows. Like it was like the windows, you couldn't just jump out of the windows and run. Mm-hmm. Every room from closets to bathrooms appears to have a vestibule. They do seven vestibules on the second, like holding areas which Aragon suggested were holding areas for the women before they visited Epstein. The maze of rooms, doors, vegetables, waiting areas, and doors, there's no doubt they were used for maximum effect to trap and contain the victims until they were needed for Epstein's rituals, Aragon said to them. This is good stuff! Yeah, Come almost on, like man. real journalism or something. Come on, man! <laughs> there appears to be no escape. Can you imagine how would that feel for a young teenage girl? They must have felt so hopeless and vulnerable. The house is currently for sale, but the radio host said the brokers will not allow anyone to view it unless they are a qualified party. That is true or someone who they know could actually afford it. Maxwell, 59-year-old British socialite, is facing six charges at her trial, including sex trafficking, conspiracy, and the sex trafficking of a minor. It's alleged that she would find young girls to bring to Epstein. After he was arrested in July 2020, she's in prison for over 470 days. The ranch stood empty since Epstein's death. It's on the market for $27.5 million. And there it all is, folks. It's all right there. International papers. No local coverage whatsoever. Does it say anything about, well, there's, there's a cloud on the title. There's uh, we we can't 
we don't really know what's going on over there. What's what's happening? And then there's a picture of all of the uh, victims of, of young Jeffrey Epstein, Jeffrey Epstein, et cetera, et cetera. All right, there you go. Uh, so start getting ready for this, folks. Um, you know, Prince Andrew, Robert Maxwell, Virginia Roberts, Euphray, you know, Ghislaine Maxwell. Uh, will will our former governor be mentioned in all of this? You know, uh, let's see. Elizabeth Maxwell, Christine Maxwell, her sisters, mm-hmm. uh, right? Also involved in all this. I mean, uh, Harvey Weinstein, right? I don't know why. Les Wexner, Alan Dershowitz. Will he make an appearance in? You think in all of Big this? Bill went to um, Burma? I mean, I know to you young folks, it's Myanmar, but to me, it'll always be Burma. Um, do you think Big Bill went to Myanmar to uh, kind of get ahead of the court of public opinion on this? So the timing's kind of interesting. He hasn't Very been in the press in a long time. Yeah, yeah. I'm just floating it out there. A little positivity, a little yeah, good stuff. Uh, let's see, uh, Maria Farmer. Uh, and by the way, she's very sick. Oh, that's uh, one of the things. So do do pray for the victims. All this. I mean, imagine how terrible their life is after they got, uh, you know, wasted by and totally used by uh, one Jeff. Well, and if the and if the compensation fund has closed up shop, then that potential twenty seven million, which will be received by Epstein's estate, the victims may not probably won't see a dime of that i mean uh, how did that bungle how did that fumble happen in new mexico <clears throat> all right we got to get to uh, all the news that is fit to print at rockoftalk.chat we'll do that right after a quick break right here in the key 2020 has impacted so many things one of which is how we live in our home how we work from home do school from home even how we have meals social connecting and enjoying entertainment in our home this is tracy venturi of venturi realty group of keller williams realty Every year, 10% of homeowners sell their home. For 2021, it's estimated that the number will be even higher. For many, the plan to move in the past year was derailed or postponed, and many more have recognized the need for a different home for how they live now. You may not be ready to sell your home yet, but at some point, you're curious about how much your home is worth. Don't trust an automated online estimate to know the value of what is most likely your most important asset, especially in today's fast-moving market. Call us, the number one Keller Williams real estate group in New Mexico, your neighborhood expert. And when you do decide to sell, don't leave money on the table. You can choose the number one real estate team that will get you premium marketing and maximum value. Call today, 448-8888, or visit us online at welcomehomeabq.com. Amazing Grace Personal Care Services is companion care at a reasonable rate, including mobile assistance, meal preparation, household services, cognitive assistance, and support services, and more. 505-796-4900. That's 505-796-4900. Hi, this is Ava, and I love sitting on the Monroe's patio just enjoying some chips and salsa. And I'm Stella. I love the fresh air. And enchiladas and tacos. Hey, Grandpa, what about the fresh air? Ooh, and some red or green chili with a cool beverage. And the fresh air? Oh, Grandpa, this is the best meal. It is delicious. Hey, guys, what about the fresh air? And And what what about about the fresh fresh air? air? We are going to Monroe's in Heights and downtown. Directions at chili.theplaceilike.com. Pet Food Gone Wild, located in Rio Rancho. Pampering your pets with a full-service dog wash. Pet Food Gone Wild, two stations for one to three dogs at a time. Cats, too. I'm Susanna, owner of Pet Food Gone Wild, ready to solve pets' anxiety from summer thunderstorms. Come into Pet Food Gone Wild for calming treats. 10% off. Pets.theplaceilike.com. Get your mobile coupon and tap to call Pet Food Gone Wild at pets.theplaceilike.com. 
Salon Deluxe and Tan Rio West have partnered together to offer hair, nail, and skin care with our signature Solotone, Lumi Facial, and Lumi Lift, and Brazilian Blowout. And this is Deb Slight from Tan Rio West Life. We specialize in permanent makeup, tattoo removal, Botox, Juvederm, spray tan, and eyelash extensions. You can reach us at 896-0586 at the salon or call Deb at Tan Rio, 994-2390. We're located at the Country Club Plaza in Rio Rancho, New Mexico. Who's protecting your home or business? I'm Aaron Jones, founder of International Protective Service, IPS. Maybe you signed up for a local armed response, then found out you were selected in a buyout, and now you're on the brink of another merger with a huge national company. That is not what you signed up for. The local company invested in Albuquerque and committed to your home and business security with highly trained armed guards or 24-hour patrols is IPS. Call 897-2420 or go to IPSglobal.com. Don't get caught unprepared to defend yourself. I'm Keith Cope with VigilantFirearms.com. We provide calm, safe, and effective training for concealed carry or any other gun training classes. VigilantFirearms.com, 312-0065. 312-0065. Hi, I'm Kevin with Futons and Frames. We've been doing business in Albuquerque for over 30 years. We have the largest selection of futon frames in the state. Our futons are made right here in the USA. So if quality, service, and knowledge of product matter to you, then come on down to 4311 Manal or call us at 881-6863. Hi, I'm Walt Arnold with Sperry Van Ness Commercial Real Estate. When considering your options and locating the right space for your business, call the experts at Sperry Van Ness, 256-1255. That's 256-1255. Or visit us on the web at waltarnold.com. Ready for some adventure? Then explore our new array of Lear's superior camper shells and tonneau covers at Smith's Ultimate Linings. Fiberglass base rails, trimless edges, DuPont automotive finish. Enjoy safety and superior advantages Lear offers. We'll even take $100 off with the purchase of a shell and liner. Visit our website at smithsultimate.com or call us at 505-332-1403 to begin your journey today with Smith's Ultimate Lining. This week can be your best week, the week when you get onto a better path with your money. Call me, Tom Crow, at Crow Financial Advisors to give your nest egg the attention it deserves. 243-2281 or visit crowaboutmoney.com. Are you fooling yourself about your retirement savings? What return have you seen on your retirement funds in the last year? The last five Now's the time to reach for new support to move toward your goals. Call Tom Crow at 243-2281. Chris Napier here with Loan Depot, the mortgage guy. As you look for the best ways to provide and protect for your family, the structure of your loans is critical. Your mortgage payment and its terms could be behind the curve. Let's ensure that when you're buying or refinancing your home, you have the best total cost. Call me at 505-710-2499 and MLS number 330093. People from all over come to Albuquerque to visit Old Town's historic candy lady. Whether in the mood for a special treat or looking for that perfect gift, our patrons will find assortments from chocolates, glazed fruit, fudge cakes, hard candies, local New Mexico flavors, and even unexpected treats. Check out the candy lady at candylady.com. When auto theft occurs, your life changes. Auto thieves win, you lose. Don't risk the preventable crime of auto theft. Get Revelco vehicle anti-theft device today. RevelcoNM.com, 550-4994. I love you so, I always will. I look at you and see the passion. I don't know, but am I ever going to see? 
Yeah, I bet he could. Uh, bet he wish he had Marilyn McCoo. Boy, she's, <laughs> she's uh, quite the looker. Solid gold there. Mm-hmm. Will you marry me, Bill? Uh, she was definitely not talking about Bill Richardson. Uh, you know, the, uh, the the ace of spades there, uh, Mr. Bill Richardson. I've got uh, quite the little little write-up here. If you don't, if you don't mind indulging me just for a moment here, uh, D. Dowd Muska. This coming from last year, October of 2020, former New Mexico Democratic Governor Bill Richardson is accused of raking in hundreds of thousands in bribes and kickbacks to fund the debauched lifestyle, including sexual services and favor favors. This from Ryan Perry West, Coast editor for the Daily Mail, September 29, 20. I must have missed this one down. I, I missed this one. Bill Richardson has been accused of raking in a scheme in which he raked in over 100K in bribes while in office. He served as governor, as you know, from 03 to 2010. According to a recently unsealed legal complaint obtained by the Daily Mail, Richardson used the money to fund a luxury and debauched lifestyle. <laughs> Where's the local coverage on this? You're getting it right here. His lifestyle allegedly included sexual services and favors funded by the scam dubbed the Richardson Ring. The lawsuit claims the governor Richardson was able to place his trusted operatives and state government jobs to cover up his wrongdoings. Wow. Richardson, a career politician, was previously accused of having sex with Epstein victim Virginia Roberts when she was underage, a claim he has denied. Roberts named Richardson, among several others, as men. Elaine Maxwell told her to have sex with in-court documents, and we'll see if this is all going to play out. Is there going to be any local coverage of this? The greedy politician lined his own pockets with cash. And then, and then, you know, true to form, as always, Dowd, you were on top of it just uh, all of two days ago. Oh, we also got uh, State Investment Council fraud on this as well. This is, let's see, <clears throat> let's see, uh, 5-8-2020, Second Judicial uh, State of New Mexico. Frank Foy, I think he died. Didn't Frank Foy I die? believe so, yeah. I think he died. Yeah. Uh, Bill Blaine Richardson. On action on behalf of the state of New Mexico under the fraud against taxpayers. I think it was a, we call that a key key tam. Yes. Key tam. Yeah, I think that was, uh, I think that got cleared. Stephen Moise, the state investment council listed in this, uh, as well. Uh, he lost his wife, I believe last year. Um, but there you go. All, all out. I think that's, that, that's done and over with. I don't think that's going anywhere unless someone picks up the puck and, and goes to there. So, so I, I went and looked during the breakdown, just as you stated. Right on board, maybe directly with what's happening with Glenn Maxwell and everything. Bill Richardson's success is helping secure journalist Danny Fenster's release from Myanmar prison as the latest demonstration of the former New Mexico governor's knack for flying into some of the most closed societies on earth and persuading those in charge to do Washington a favor. From Iraq to Sudan to North Korea and St. James Island. (coughs) Little St. James. Richardson has repeatedly proven willing to talk with dictators, military juntas, and reclusive strongmen forging relationships with notorious regimes outside formal diplomatic channels. According to, according to many of those diplomats, like uh, General Min Ong Hing, he always says the same line, we'll make him an offer we can't refuse. Cue <laughs> uh, the... Uh, Great Godfather music there, Dowd. All right, uh, lead us astray on uh, on the the the, fit, the big finish with the top stories and all the news that's fit to print, which you can only find. We're going to steal from the New York Times since they don't have anything that's fit to print. But uh, D. Dowd Muska does every single day at the 
www.rockoftalk.chat. Uh, I do, and uh, you know, I try to keep my uh, the top ten links to New Mexico based, but then I throw in some you know crazy links that are of interest to me, things like energy policy and space, and people seem to be liking the, the Dow's extra clicks. So, uh, number one, not surprisingly, today at rockoftalk.chat, governor announces plan to cut gross receipts tax. Uh, they can't even get the math right, ladies and gentlemen. The governor's initiative will comprise a statewide uh, 0.25% reduction in the gross receipts tax rate. No, it's a 0.25% point cut. It's actually a 4.9% cut in the burden overall. Don't get me started on the um, difference between percent um, and percentage point. Uh, number two, uh, yeah. the, the governor and state health officials are stressing the importance of booster shots. Uh, it didn't work the first time, so let's do it all over again. Uh, this was uh, poor, poor little Brittany, Brittany Costello of KOB uh, not asking the tough questions of these uh, buffoons. Number three, mem- I mean, this is uh, four out of five members of our congressional delegation call on the USDA, that is the United States Department of Agriculture, to take action to prohibit lunch shaming of students with meal debts. Uh, lunch wow. shaming is a terrible, terrible problem in our country. It's uh, plaguing us all. Uh, the very same day, UNM releases a press release saying that they are studying food insecurity. Uh, apparently, it's terribly devastating to children. Uh, food insecurity spurs them to uh, drop out of school, uh, fail in school. Of course, we have one of the biggest health problems we have with children in America is childhood obesity. I don't really know that food insecurity is all that much of a, all that much of a problem. Finally, number five, a little bit of fun. I threw in a little article about an OnlyFans mom. Uh, these women seem to be popping up more and more. She's 38. She's in Texas. She calls herself Texas Thighs. She's on the website <laughs> OnlyFans. You know, I, I know that people like some of this, you know, uh, prurient stuff. I, I'm, I'll, I'll cop to it myself. She and her husband are making $350,000 a year taking um, shots of her on the OnlyFans subscription site. Oh. Uh, and they apparently are not happy. Uh, they are being shamed in their community, and they are proud. They are not ashamed uh, of their daughters, age 16 and 13, when mama goes out and shows herself in various states hmm. of undress. Folks, uh, if you are addicted to OnlyFans, there's a much better website you can subscribe to. It's called rockoftalk.chat. <laughs> it's less than 20 cents a day. Yeah. You will not see cheesecake photos of a 38-year-old woman from uh, from Fort Worth, but you will what? you will learn an enormous amount about your community, your state, your country, and uh, what we need, need to do to fix things in the 21st century. Oh, my gosh. OnlyFans. <laughs> Don't visit it, folks. No. You might... Uh... You might be able to hurl your lunch. See you tomorrow bright and early 4 p.m. Little PM Dawn, uh, Atrell Cords, he died of renal disease at 46 years of age due to complications of diabetes. Uh, yeah, so where's PM Dawn? Well, they're no longer as of 2016. Thanks, everybody, for listening. See you tomorrow morning, tomorrow afternoon at 4 p.m. for our Friday show.
Rocker Talk on AM 1600 KIVA Albuquerque.